I'm surprised they're not killing each other more often. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. In September 16, 2010, time for your Gitmo Nation media assassination episode 235. This is no agenda. Safely located 500 feet above the ground wave emergency network antenna arrays in the hilltop. Watchtower Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation West. In the People's Republic of Southern California, in the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And without a long-winded introduction, I'm John C. Dvorak. John, in the morning to you. In the morning to you and all ships at sea. And all the human resources who are nicely charged up and in the chat room at noagendachat.net where the party is always on. When we're uh, streaming live, at least. Yeah, there's still people in there a lot of the time. Oh, yeah, people are in there all the time, 24-7. In fact, it's a great source of information. I'm always watching it to see if uh, someone stumbled across something. Oh, oh man, what a horrible trip back. Yeah, you got sick, I understand. Well, before I even got sick at Schiphol Airport, uh, had a little uh, issue checking in. and uh, oh, you know, this, yeah. sounds, this sounds entertaining. Oh, yes, it's extremely entertaining. So, uh, since a week and a half, they have now um, connected the ETSA to check-in systems, at least at KLM they have, and that would mean Delta and uh, Northwest and Air France. ETSA, of course, is the electronic system for travel authorization. Wait a minute, hold on, so then you have a ticket? Oh yeah, have a ticket, but... Well, shouldn't they take care of that on the ticket side? Ticket oh, side no, 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 no. At the very end of your trip? No. If, uh, and for some reason, now, first of all, uh, let me, th- last time I looked at my passport, I'm an American, so I shouldn't even have to go through this electronic system for travel authorization. At least I thought I didn't. Uh, it's only for foreigners who... Yeah, it is. You're, you're right. It, it, you, there's no reason for you to go through this. Uh, so, obviously, you didn't. I don't know well, what you're well, talking well, about. Well, well let, me t- let me tell you what's going on. So this ETSA system is, you know, you, I think you have to pay 40 bucks for the privilege of visiting Gitmo Nation West, or Gitmo Nation proper, as we call it. Um, however, they do enter your passport details, and uh, although the check-in um, representative was very vague and had to call into the computer centrum to fix whatever was wrong... Uh, now, for Mickey, I understand because, you know, they were looking for resident, um, a permanent resident card, and she does have a, a visa, an O-1 visa for exceptional talent. We won't mention what that talent is, will we now, baby? <laughs> but it's recognized. <laughs> yeah, it's recognized. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so there was some some issue there. But before all that, both Christina and myself... Because the address somehow didn't match up with, with whatever records they had, it automatically blocks the check-in process. So it took us an hour just to check in. Wow. Yeah, and, and, I'm, and I'm outraged because we shouldn't have to go through that system at all. It has nothing to do with American citizens. I have the right to enter the United States as long as my passport is valid. Huh. And, 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 and check this. So after we finally get done with that, well, they have to. They must have assumed that your passport was a fraud. I don't know what they assumed. They, they wouldn't tell me. I kept asking, but I, I was kind of, you know, I, I just wanted. Maybe it to. was harassment. It's possible. Um, but then here's the next part of the Gitmo Nation equation. Um, your your luggage is allowed to be fifty five pounds, right? 
That's 23 kilograms. It depends on the carrier, no, but yes. No, it is now a... <laughs> this, no? This I checked. No. And it's, this gets even worse. They will not transport luggage over 55 pounds. You can't even purchase the additional weight. And this also will be now connected to the check-in process. So the scale will be connected to the check-in process. <laughs> if, if Because we had two bags, of course, I'm traveling with chicks, two bags that registered more than 23 kilos, 23 point. Yeah, go ahead, Mickey. You go sign up for that global register thing that, that gets you into the country with your iris scan. Go ahead. They already, you're a CIA asset. It doesn't matter. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not signing up for that. I'll stand in line. She's waving the folder at me. Yo, you're racist. What? <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> so anyway, so it's just crazy. It's so just, what happened? Well, no, so it's, they let me slide on that one because we were about to miss the plane. And, and, and on top of all that, one of our bags didn't arrive again. Label, <laughs> labeled as priority, I might add. <laughs> yeah, priority. Yeah. Let's check this one out. Yeah, priority. Thanks for the priority label. I remember some years ago, I was checking into a Lufthansa flight, and they had a real strict. It was it wasn't fifty five pounds; it was something like forty pounds. It was ridiculous. And so I checked the bag. I put the bag in the thing, and the guy says, "Oh no, you're forty two pounds. You can't uh, can't can't check this luggage. You're overweight, and you're going to charge him." And I said, "Well, hold on a second. He says, "Can you lie?" And so I I I opened the bag. I took out a two and two and a half three pound laptop. Right. Closed the bag, gave it back to him, held the laptop under my arm. <laughs> yeah, and that was okay, right? Yeah, and then he says, okay, you're good. And I said, let me get the bag. I put the laptop back in. Ah, I'm telling you, it's stupid. Completely <laughs> it's stupid. So, uh, yeah, it's just... And, and, and so then we go to check in, and I mean, the, the, it was a zoo, the, the KLM uh, ground flight attendants, ground attendants were extremely unfriendly. He's a big fuck you to KLM. I mean, sorry, Air France. Was it Air France? Air, well, it's KLM is owned by Air France. Yeah, I know, but who? What was the? What, what, what did it say on the air? On the no, it says KLM. It says KLM. Oh, okay. But then check this. So, so then you know, so we're late, and I'm and I'm like walking towards the gate. I'm like, oh, this is because I'm I'm seeing every single gate because the way they do it at Schiphol is they have the security check at the individual gates. Right. Know? So to, that way they can buy a lot more uh, scanners. You know, naked body scanners. And every single gate, I'm seeing a naked body scanner. I'm like, I'm already late. This is going to be really bad because I'm going to have to refuse to go through the naked body scanner. And I'm not quite sure you have the option in Gitmo Nation Lowlands. I'm not sure. And I get to our gate. Remember, this is the airport that uh, let the uh, crotch bomber through, the so-called right. crotch bomber. And yeah. I, get, I get to the gate. And the, the naked body scanner is closed, and they're using the magnometer. They're using the metal detector. So they don't they have the thing there. They're not even using it. Yeah. And, and this, is, this is the place that started it all. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm telling you. It's crazy. <laughs> and I hate it all. I hate it. I, I really... I, I, well, you should take the train from Amsterdam next time. <laughs> I must say, there's such an array of amazing trains, good planes, bad stories. We're going to have to do that later today. It's, it, it's, I think they heard us saying, well, you know, they're spitting in our eye now, John. Hill and Knowlton. Well, is, this is the same. Well, I mean, we can't beat these guys. No, but, well, but all now, we can do is make our few listeners aware <laughs> so they can laugh about it. But it's just pure entertainment for the crowd of us. But I'm telling you, these guys are like, hey, we've got them now. Let's just show them who's really boss. We're going to make them our bitches. 
Let's make, let's make fools of them. Let's make big fools of them, indeed. So why don't you uh, tell me, well, you got sick? Yeah, and so then we, we came back, so it was Tuesday, and uh, I'm not quite sure, because we I did have a, a smoothie from Jamba Juice, and but so did the girls, they had the same one, and I just got so sick, like a 24-hour stomach virus. I, I mean, maybe it was a... Maybe it was the swine flu. I don't know. But I got really, really sick, and, and then I just had to sleep and sleep and sleep, and then I, I guess I sweat it all out, and I'm okay now. Mm. I'm still not pooping normally, as you Didn't, know. Did somebody bump into you, maybe, like, prick your skin with something? Is that possible? <laughs> Do you know somebody bumping into you awkwardly? Hmm, let me think. <laughs> hmm, I think Mickey. <laughs> she, she's bumped into me. Well, it's good. Anyway, I, I, you know, as, as much as I enjoyed some parts of our travels, I'm very happy to be back in uh, Gitmo Nation proper. There's no place like home, man. There really isn't. I'll even take the chemtrails. So, uh, want to go into this? We got a lot of stories. I, I'm kind of concentrating on the uh, on the co-opting of the Tea Party. Okay. Well, before we do that, shall we thank some producers? Do we well, have we might some? As well, do we have some? Well, we might as well, seeing as they're the only ones that keep our bi- bills paid. It's true. And keep us okay. On the so air. we got again. Uh, Paul Couture's on the on the, you, the people who've ordered their first batch of coins should have oh, received. Oh my God! Did you get yours, John? No. Oh my God! I got mine. And uh, and for some reason, um, I got a gold one, and they're just outstandingly beautiful. I, I've got the little velvet presentation case, and tons of people have uh, have been tweeting and sending yeah, and they emails have photos all over the internet. Yeah, actually, um, I have the link here. Uh, Sir Paul Couture asked if um, if you have uh, you know take a picture of your coin in a fun, interesting, famous local place and email it to coins at noagendafans dot com. Oh, cool! He's going to compile it into a video with uh, <laughs> watch, watch it, Paul <laughs> Paul Couture, who's actually a coder, is actually having so much fun with this. Now he's doing, you know, he's in the process of finalizing the rings. Yeah, and uh, you, uh, ten years from now, it's going to be Couture coins, <laughs> and ink, it will be ink. it'll be like the Franklin Mint. <laughs> I'll be making millions. Uh, yeah, well, got that's a touch. Why, yeah. I mean, it's like he, he does. You know, he some does. People have a knack. Yeah. And these coins are so well designed. It's like wow. I mean, you just want to own one. Well, and, and I've, uh, I've so now I've actually taken the the little velvet baggie that it comes with, and I've put all my coins in there because, of course, I don't want to be caught anywhere when someone does a coin check on me, and I don't have the no agenda coin. So I've got my no agenda coin. That would be embarrassing. Yeah, I've got my Iraq um, uh, Marines coin, and I've got my my gold one ounce coin. So now, well now, when I walk around, I actually I you lean, like I have I lean a big to sack of nuts. <laughs> I lean to the right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Sir Paul Couture. Um, let's see, is this a, we have it? So he's put in. Uh, wow, one thousand three hundred thirty-three dollars and thirty-three cents. That uh, includes a newest order of the mint, right? Or yeah, night in the order which of we'll mint. announce later, Scott Denny. Perfect. And then uh, he'll be the executive producer uh, along with John Little. Uh, from McGee, Mississippi, who actually sent us four hundred dollars, uh, three hundred and a hundred, and I get the sense he wanted to be—I uh, don't know why he did, broke it up that way—but whatever the case is, he'll get an executive producer. And we have uh, two associate executive producers: C. Chase McCarthy of Madrid, Spain, and Tampa, Florida, and Christian Stead, Virgin Islands. He's on the move. 
Now, see Chase McCarthy. This is uh, his second or third donation. So he yes, must... he's up to he's made made night with this with this donation. And, and sorry, the other one was Greg Stone. Is that what you said? No, no. Paul Couture, John Little are the executive producers. Oh, yeah, I got those. And then C. Chase McCarthy is Madrid, Spain. Scott Denny is is the is a knight OTM, the Order of the Mint. But uh, I don't know. Do we give him an executive producer spot? We but, could. But does Greg Stone not get a? I don't see. No, Greg Stone gets an associate. I haven't gotten to him yet. That's what I'm talking. About. C. Chase McCarthy is also an exec. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh. And I'm I'm going down the list here. Number six, Greg Stone, <laughs> Rapid okay, City, okay, South okay, Dakota. Okay, 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 gotcha. He says he loves the look of his name in the credits of this marvelous work of simplicity. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> nice, well, nice. Maybe simple-minded, perhaps, <laughs> but simplicity. No, no. <laughs> oh, that's it's, funny. You know, we're we're using all pro gear here. Yeah, really. <laughs> I'm, I'm just so thirsty for knighthood and getting antsy on the home stretch here. $220 remaining. Give anyone listening listening live that hasn't donated but could a douchebag. Douchebag. So those are our executive producers for today. couple of PR shout-outs. Of course, uh, there is a new No Agenda choin, uh, choin, choin challenge, coin challenge at noagendafans.com. This is the 42 coin. Uh, which I'm actually I'm I'm going to order a couple myself to give to some friends because uh, it's just so amazing and and I've told them about it and they're like you're out of your mind <laughs> I, yeah so I'm going to order a couple of those I think we're uh, we're 65 percent sold out yeah so it's going to be sold out shortly fast um, we have to make these runs a little bigger I do want to we didn't talk about it on uh, Sunday noagendatour.com uh, is starting to fill up this is the uh, the Hot Pockets Across America tour that Mickey and I are planning on doing. The only thing we don't have yet is a um, an RV. So we're we're looking for a, a, an RV to use for our NoAgendaTour.com. Uh, something brand new, which I thought was amazing, the No Agenda soundboard is now in existence, and it is not Flash-based. It's completely HTML-based, uh, so it'll work on your iPhone or your iPad. In fact, it's so good, I could almost use it as... As the jingle machine for this show, which is, mm. it, yeah, it's really, it's beautiful. NoAgendaSoundboard.com. <clears throat> um, I got a rather long PDF explanation about the NoAgendaSuperKarma.com package. Now, these are the uh, the pins for the 101010, which, of course, is binary for 42, according to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, is the answer to the, all questions in the universe and everything else. Um, there's really quite a, quite a lot of cool tidbits about these, uh, these pins. Uh, it's got, uh, if, if, uh, have you looked at the site, John? Have you had a chance to do that? Actually, no. No, oh, but it has, uh. Um, look now. What is it? What's the URL? It's, uh, noagendasuperkarma.com. And, uh, one second. I just want to bring this up myself. Uh, so it's, uh, it's shaped like 42. It has the 10, 10, 10 written. Hold on. Let me. I should open this up. Oh, okay. Okay, it's got the 10, 10, 10 written with 42 dots. It has 12 crop oh, circle designs. It has 27, which is 3 times 3 times 3 code symbols. And it also has a tracking number for uh, geocaching.com. And 42 of these medallions will be set out uh, permanently around the world in geocaches. This is crazy. 
It is crazy. But I like it. $33.33, and of course, uh, uh, I think uh, 60% of that goes to the show as well to support No Agenda, and we couldn't be happier. Um, there's a, uh, a new iPhone app, and this is something I really encourage. This is the, I put it in the show notes, the Exercise Coach, and uh, there's a little uh, No Agenda logo Easter egg hidden <laughs> in the app. And I think this is good. This is very subliminal. Uh, so you app developers out there, you know, put little no agenda pictures and stuff subliminally in your apps. I like that. That's uh, the subliminal <laughs> stuff always works. Uh, shout out to uh, Gitmo Nation Leprechaun, uh, John Kelly, who's in Bangor, Northern Ireland. He just set up his uh, his Wi-Fi connection. His SSID is noagendashow.com. Password in the morning. If anyone uh, happens to use his connection he has 30 megabits per second down 10 megabits per second up we just want to remind people that's a good idea um to uh to make the uh, the public portion of your wi-fi system um yeah almost enabled. all the new uh, uh wi-fi uh routers are um have a public they have usually they have a you can segment off a chunk of your bandwidth for public yeah, access exactly um then got uh, a note from zach he says, hey, Adam, bit of a long shot, but do you have any recommendations or tips for teenagers seeking jobs? If I can't get one soon, I may have to start something to the tune of noagendajobs.com. Uh, I need jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. I, I thought we had something. I thought someone was doing noagendajobs.com. I don't know. We should do I that. It's hard to keep track of all these things. Well, then the final one. And this needs some work, but this is from uh, Alex from Gitmo Nation Lowlands. He says, Adam, I was unable to come to the Dutch No Agenda meeting. I was overseas. I know where he was. This is one of our sources. He says, I have five limited edition Johnny Walker black label bottles in a case. The Walker logo is 23 karat gold, and these have never been for sale. The bottles sell for $150 on the web. I want to use these bottles for your fundraising, so anyone who donates $333 will get one of these limited edition bottles. Uh, They have to donate the money directly to you guys, but I'd like you to reimburse the shipping costs. Uh, So this is clearly a a great idea, uh, Alexander. The problem is, A, we're never going to set this up because we're too stupid. So someone would have to help him out. Uh, B, I don't think you can ship liquor. I uh, think these are just empty bottles. Or are they full? <laughs> They're beautiful, man. These black label bottles, uh, with, with, it really is 23 karat gold. So I'm uh, hopefully someone... Do you someone, have a picture of it? Uh, I never heard of this. I'm Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, many uh, I'll, I'll send it to you because I have to go into We'll, we'll figure something out. Let's put it that way. Yeah, because I think, I think it's really cool. What uh, you, what's he doing with the bottles? Why does he have them? The first rule... Of No Agenda PR is we don't talk about No Agenda PR, John. Anyway, congratulations to Sir Paul Couture, John Little, and C. Chase McCarthy for being our executive producers of this program. It works just like a real credit in Hollywood. Uh, You pay for the show. You pay for the movie. You pay for the TV series. You become the executive producer. And, of course, our uh, associate executive producer, Greg Stone, we appreciate it. This is a credit you can put on your IMDb in your email signature. And the great thing about it is, unlike Hollywood We will absolutely vouch for you. Just have someone call up, and we'll tell them it's so. Everybody else out there, what the freak? There we go. Go out and propagate the formula loud and proud. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Okay, everybody. Order. Order. Say it, everybody. 
feel better. Yeah, I that that is the best way to wake up in the morning. Is to yell a a hearty shut up slave. <laughs> yeah, it's have your alarm clock scream it out. Oh, Get up, a- slave! <laughs> Time to recharge your human resource, slave. Before you get into the tea party stuff, John, I I really have to mention that I think we were pretty much correct about this uh, Gitmo Nation jewelry. Uh, remember, uh, so of course, Lindsay Lohan, I think we pretty much um, immediately said, look, this, this scram bracelet she has, uh, actually, I think I said she'll be in a Vogue shoot for, with uh, wearing that. But the whole reason why the court you know, allowed cameras in and it's such a big deal is they're really propagating this, don't go to jail, wear, a, uh, wear some Gitmo Nation jewelry. And uh, I did not see the MTV Video Music Awards. Uh, gee, I can't believe I missed it. Um, but uh, everybody, lot- said, everybody said it was the worst ever. Yeah, well, if when you have Justin Bieber winning anything, this is a problem. You know, back in the good old days, Vince Neil from Motley Crue would like kick someone's ass backstage. You know, that was when it was cool. Now we got Justin anyway. Bieber. Anyway, so there was a Chelsea Handler, who was a talk show host here in the States, who I do like. I, I think she's pretty funny. Uh, she was hosting the show. So there's a backstage moment where we have Lindsay Lohan um, hooking up with uh, Chelsea Handler. And, you know, Chelsea's in like her uh, her bathrobe getting ready for the show. And uh, listen to the little comedic bit. They're such great actresses. This comedic bit uh, just before the Video Music Awards started. Here it comes. I think. Hey, Lindsay. Have you been drinking? No. Really? Then why is your ankle bracelet going off? Hmm? Oh, that just means that my table's ready at the Cheesecake Factory. Wake up, Handler. Pull it together. You're a mess. Do you think anyone wants to work with a drunk? Take it from me. They don't. Okay, okay. You turned your life around. Maybe I can too. That's the spirit, kid. Now go get him. Thanks, Freckles. All right, so ha 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 ha. Gitmo Nation jewelry bracelet. But now listen to this report from uh, WICD. And this really sums... Let me just see. What, where's WICD? Where's that... Uh, it's got to be back east somewhere. Uh, Let's see. Uh, well, just play it and I'll, I'll look it up. Oh, uh, it's uh, Illinois. Oh, okay. Here we go. This is a great clip. This is uh, totally astounding. Getting fitted for an electronic monitoring bracelet, Natriana Pates is just a few moments away from leaving jail. I'm actually really excited that I get to do this instead of being in jail. She will serve her sentence at home after getting jail time for a traffic violation. Without the program, she'd have to drop out of school. I mean, I'm able to go to school still. Dozens of people were put on electronic home detention this week at the Champaign County Jail. For me, it's a blessing. Um, I had a driving ticket instead of being incarcerated away from my children. I financially I it's a blessing John did you hear that she had a driving ticket oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's a blessing John please it's a blessing that she had a driving ticket and they threw her in the slammer while she had kids this is the kind of courts that are running this country are you yeah, telling no, me no no it's a it's a blessing that she could wear the bracelet the Gitmo jewelry instead of going to the slammer that's the blessing John it's a blessing and I financially I pay them to let me stay home <laughs> <laughs> it's right there. Financially, I pay them to let me stay home. 
It's a beautiful system. I pay them to let me stay home. Champaign County Sheriff Dan Walsh says expanding the program has saved the county hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh -huh. The county avoids using your tax dollars for a prisoner's Ooh. room and board. It saves the county an, an awful lot of money at a time when we don't have the money. Uh, and it does give some of these first-time offenders a chance to still maintain employment. The first-time offenders. First-time offenders shouldn't be thrown in the slammer for a parking ticket. First-time offenders, everybody. Prem is a strict system involving 24-7 monitoring. There's uh, a real-time GPS on them, so we can tell within 50 feet or so where they are at any given time. Deputies even do surprise checks to make sure rules are followed. Surprise checks. <laughs> Did you hear that? Did you hear that knock? They even have the knockdown. Hold on. Yeah. Listen, the knock is awesome. Here it is. Deputies even do surprise checks. Wait, I want to hear that again. Or so where they are at any given time. Deputies even do surprise checks to make sure rules are followed. Sergeant Cunningham, Deputy Wehrmeyer from the Sheriff's Office. Can you speak and talk to you? Patsy Howell is on the program because of traffic violations. Do I have we'll come into your house and nose around? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They come right in. We're going to check you. Check you, slaves. How you doing? How you doing? Let me check your bracelet. Get my nation bracelet. Here in my apartment, then in a holding cell. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Anything's better well, than she, What was she pleasant for making a left turn? <laughs> I'd rather be in my apartment than in a holding cell. Yes. That's awesome. So it's now they're moving it. This is what this show is about. This is exactly what we do here on No Agenda is we tell you the movement, the push, the PR that the media is being abused for. And here it is. It, it, they're actually saying it now. And by the way, this is a completely pre-produced package john because yeah. the sound because the sound these. is all messed up they have a music and effects and they as people who are listening to this on the podcast and stereo will hear it that uh, they have the effects on the left channel and the voiceover on the right hand channel oh they never mixed they over. never mix it down exactly so that oh, that, that tells you right there that it's a uh, sloppy uh, production. very sloppy production so yeah i mean even the local channels this is probably done by one of the companies that makes the bracelets what was that? What's our main one we're looking at? Uh, uh, what was it called again? B.I. Buy. Yeah. I. The Buy Corporation. Yeah. And those guys probably did it. They probably paid some, you know, small-time operator to uh, produce a show. They have a, a couple of... Uh, there's enough unemployed uh, newscasters out there. You can always get one to do a little stand-up, you know, stand there with a microphone. Yep. And here we are at the... Yeah, <laughs> they produce the whole thing, and yeah. then and then they pass it all over the country, and then the some of the, the, the then we have our situation where they, they're, we're short. You know, we got to do the new show a half an hour a day. We're short five minutes of material. Yeah, let's say we got a human interest piece. We got a human interest piece. <laughs> they're too stupid to see it for what it is, which is propaganda, uh, bad for the for the for the country propaganda. But they run it. As a piece, and they introduce it. We, we spot we spot as many of these as we can. They're all so obvious, and they're usually too long. And uh, and it's a part of a, a scheme to uh, to screw us over, but, steal our money. Basically, we're just another way of stealing our money. But the thing, well, the the lady said it right there. I'm paying for my freedom. I love it. I, I'm I'm a paying slave. Form so, of tax. So here's tax. here's the thing that blows me away, though. This is so that they don't drink. I mean, I I understand if you're caught. Driving all under the influence, if you get caught again, you know, yeah, we should cut your testicles off, whatever. But this, the, you cannot drink. The, the, this, this is, I don't understand. It's not against some kind of right. I can drink at home. <laughs> Apparently not. So in, in Chicago, Kane County, over Labor Day weekend, they had uh, DUI convictions. P 
people who are not allowed to drink, and some of them had so they had um, re- uh, required breath testing. Some of them had to go to the police station eight times over the three day holiday weekend to do a breathalyzer test to see if they'd been drinking. This makes no sense. I understand. You know, you you can't drink or drive well under the influence of, of alcohol. No, this is part of the neo-prohibitionist movement. It's got nothing to do with drinking and driving. But how come no one says anything about this? We're it's, saying. If you, <laughs> yeah, we're saying. You and me. We're the little pinhead of a voice in a vast universe of noise. But it's, it's, it's not okay. I know. The, reason, the, the, the fact that there's no outrage whatsoever, uh, it's, it's beyond me. And, of course, it has that, you know, say, well, then you you think people should be drinking all the time? or you, Then they're going to go out and drive. No, I mean, that's, nobody's saying that. But, but, you know, it's just like it's like child porn. Well, are you, uh, you know, uh, does this guy have child porn on his computer? Yeah, yeah, child porn. Uh, really? Do we know that for a fact? Well, they somebody looked at it and said it was. Uh, nobody's ever outraged about the fact that this is not something that can be cross-examined. It's just somebody's word. Oh, Some ex- boy. Oh, There's one guy designated to be able to look, I guess, at the, at the images. I don't know. You had to bring it up. It's sketchy. You had to bring it up, didn't you? You had to bring it up. You had to bring up Pedo Bear. And how's the Pedo Bear doing? Well, <laughs> let's have a listen. I can tell you exactly how Thanks, the Pedo Bear is doing. A police warning about an internet fad is being mocked in cyberspace. It all started with a California police department, but a warning against a cartoon bear preying on children was issued here in Tulsa. News on 6 reporter Ashley Sims has the new details on the character that has Tulsa police telling parents to beware. Internet joke or seemingly innocent menace. Peta bear, the cartoon... In- By the way, I think the correct pronunciation is pedo bear. I don't like peta bear. I don't think, I think it is pedo bear. That's what I, everyone calls it. Yeah, but that's I, okay. These guys are just newscasters who don't care about yeah, no, the, the, doing the, things right. Yeah, just another package. So Tulsa. Tulsa, Oklahoma, everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Stand by. It gets better, John. It gets better. Have a listen. Imagine the people who dress up like it have police putting parents on alert. Ah, stand by, parents. Pedo bear is out. Of, blah, blah, blah. Absolute disgust to think that a group of people who are child predators would have a mascot. <laughs> It's our mascot. We, we need the Pedo Bear bobblehead. <laughs> I, I'm sure that these crazy creeps out there that are pedophiles think, think let's have a meeting. Let's, yeah, let's, let's have, have a right, mascot. Right, 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 right. How are you doing with that little, little boy? And I think we need a mascot. I agree. Let's have, let's have a vote. What? The pedo and pedabear is short for pedophile, and the image originated in Japan. The website URL-esque says pedabear started as a way to mock pedophilia. The site says when someone would post a risque picture of an underage girl, someone would respond with a picture of pedobear. Instead of popping up in cyberspace, pedobear is now walking among us, or at least Californians. He's walking among us, at least California. He's walking he's among us. He's out front us. right now. He's going past the house. <laughs> it's pedobear. Stop him. Where's my shotgun, Martha? The appearance of someone in a pedo bear costume handing out free candy to children <laughs> at the San Diego Comic-Con prompted San Luis Obispo County Sheriff's Department to issue a warning to parents. Tulsa police also picked it. Whoever did that is funny. The guy? Who, yeah, the guy. <laughs> handing out free candy. Is that Comic-Con, for God's sake? Don't they even know what that is? Com- the keyword comic. 
up. The alert links Petabear's image to people who have a predilection to sexually inappropriate or even sexually assaultive behavior. Petabear. Now, now, notice that that just went from pedophilia to just being horny. Did you hear that? Sounds like yeah. Sexually inappropriate or even sexually assaultive behavior. Pedobear gets more than five million hits on Google, and this <laughs> Pedobear popular. That's what's happening there. Here wasn't the first time it appeared at Comic Con. Websites like Gawker.com have scoffed at the police warning, calling the cartoon nothing more than a joke. See, this is what what pisses me off. How come they don't say NoAgendaShow.com has mocked the warning. How come a Gawker gets the the props? Gawker's got better PR people. We have we yeah, know, yeah, they, yeah. We, we we have a lot of PR people, but they're they're not at the net. They're not, uh, they're not directed properly. Yeah. yeah. All right, all right. But the San Luis Obispo County Sheriff Department is standing by their alert, and so is TPD. A Tulsa sergeant says Pedal Bear did start out as a punchline, but it's now being used by pedophiles. Oops. Files to identify one another. <laughs> this, is bull- this is total we, bullshit. Hey, we need a we need a pedo bear challenge. Why, coin. Are, why do pedophiles <laughs> want to identify one another? A for the club, man. So we hey hey, sh- I challenge and why, you. And with with the word out, why would they want to identify themselves to the police? This is so much bullshit. <laughs> I love. We need a pedo bear challenge and, coin. And these I'm reporters actually report this as as. As an action, as though it was were factual, factual? it's yeah. unbelievable to me that this is going on <laughs> at this level. By pedophiles to identify one another. Even if it started out as a joke or continues as a joke, it's still important for parents to be aware. My message would be to never assume um, innocence. Now I checked with TPD, and Pedo Bear has not been spotted here in Tulsa. <laughs> <laughs> Are they complete fools in Tulsa? I've checked with Tulsa Police Department. Do we Department. have anyone who's ever donated from Tulsa? They're off the list. Is that what we'll you're add, saying? We'll ask Eric. <laughs> this is crazy. And according to federal statistics, it's not a stranger in a costume, but people you know who are most likely to be a child predator. Ah. Only 7% of juvenile sexual assault victims are attacked by strangers. Ashley Sims, the News on 6 tonight. <sighs> wow. Good one. Good catch. This is just too amazing. Meanwhile, the real pedo bear is visiting the United Kingdom and uh, will be, let me see, where is the Pope visiting today? He he is uh, going to arrive at 11. I guess he already arrived. He has a state reception, a private lunch. Oh, he's going to be very, very busy. I guess that's why they were uh, doing those earthquake drills. In Gitmo Nation East, because Pedo Bear, that's, look at that suit, man. That guy's got the real Pedo Bear suit on, as far as I'm concerned. But no, no, let's, let's blame the guy in the bear outfit. Yeah, at Comic-Con. At Comic-Con. Ah, I needed that. Good laugh. Good laugh in the morning, everybody. All right. How you doing, John? <laughs> so we've got a bunch of activity in the political scene taking place. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, here in Gitmo Nation proper. I have, uh, yeah, the uh, the Tea Party's been, uh, well, we've predicted this was going to happen early on, of course. Uh, it's been taken over by uh, social conservatives. Uh, you know, the tea, you know one of the things I learned on this NPR uh, show, I actually, I think I knew this before, but I never thought about it, which is Tea Party. Tea stands for taxed enough already. Uh, oh, really? It, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, I, I kind of knew it, but then it was reiterated on this NPR. Uh, I never heard that before. Is it, did that originate from the original Boston Tea Party, or is that? No, no, no. This is new. The Boston Tea Party was about tea, taxation on tea, and they threw it over the side. I mean, and and I, I just want to remind people that the Tea Party movement started, I think, with Ron Paul, who did much. who did money bombs, and it was not a political party. But this is actually the uh, Tea Party Nation, I think, is the official name. Well, there's a bunch of them. There's Tea Party Express. There's Tea Party, which is a neb- there's there's Tea Parties of, and there's various various cities. I have an NPR clip that kind of breaks down a little bit. And what you're going to hear here, only part of, is the uh, is the a woman from the Tea Party Waco, who's a real Tea Party, or out of Texas, many of them are, uh, who's just against taxation, more taxation, and you know, and 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 government spending. Basically, it's it. And uh, and a guy who's a head of American. Uh, what the hell's the name? It's American Family American Family Association, which is a an extreme social conservative uh, pressure group. Mm. This is an old gray haired fart, basically huh? named uh, Brian Fisher, who you have to keep an eye out for because he's you know as far as he's concerned, the Tea Party is going to die if it doesn't go and then you know get rid of the gays and get rid of the you know, get rid of them faggots. Yeah, uh, that kind of thing. Right. And uh, nice. so these guys have moved into the Tea Party along with Dick Army. Ugh. And and Sarah Palin, yeah, yeah. Uh, out of the just blue. just like you predicted, you said Sarah Palin is going to co-opt and is going to be shoved right in. You you predicted that a long time ago. Yeah, right at the beginning, actually. Yep. And uh, we do that on the show, so don't forget dvork.org/na. Help us out. Uh, anyway, let's listen to this NPR thing. I didn't take the whole thing. It actually gets worse after the it gets going when this guy keeps saying, "Well, you know, he he gone on his on his soapbox about the gays and Muslims and everything." Now, and wait, so could, this is the Tea Party who have. So then they're anti-gay? No, no. This guy, the, the people have gone into the Tea Party movement from social conservative operations to co-opt the Tea Party. They're anti-gay. And they're anti-gay. Right. And the That's Tea Party point. people are trying to resist them. Oh. But this woman, you can t- tell she is slowly, She instead of standing up for herself, she just kind of, well, well, yeah, she's kind of wishy <laughs> She kind of folds away. <laughs> and, but this is NPR again pushing their agenda, which is to, to marginalize the Tea Party by bringing in cranks. In fact, a lot of people who bitched about this, cranks like Brian Fisher, uh, were brought in as spokespeople when they're not really spokespeople, but the NPR folks can then use that as leverage against the Tea Party. Say, well, this is where it's headed, you know. Is they're going to this is what's going to happen, and this is what you get when you when you uh, have uh, our public treasurer doing Nas- analysis. National treasure, yes. We're asking who they are and who pays the bills, and this morning we'll dip into the debate over what the Tea Party stands for. The T in Tea Party stands for taxed enough already. That suggests a movement against big government. But some social conservatives push for their issues, too. And today we'll hear two perspectives. Brian Fisher works on public policy at the American Family Association in Tupelo, Mississippi. And Toby Marie Walker is co-founder and president of the Waco Tea Party in Waco, Texas. Ms. Walker, I want to start with you because you're actively coordinating rallies and so forth. What do you do to focus Tea Party activities on particular issues, and what issues do you want to focus on? Well, we focus around three main issues, is constitutionally limited government, free markets, and fiscal responsibility. A litmus test that we use is it about taxes or spending. Did she say a litmus? Sorry? She said a litmus test. 
Yeah, she's a litmus test. A litmus test. Free markets and fiscal responsibility. A litmus test that we use (laughs) is is about taxes or spending. And we focus on those issues because that's what we were founded under. When you are holding some kind of meeting or rally, are, are you up there at the front saying, ladies and gentlemen, let me just remind you what this is about and what it's not about? Usually we don't have to do that beforehand. We do put it out. We do put it on our website that this is what the theme of the rally is. And, you know, we're not the sign police, but we ask people to keep it family friendly. And you know, if they show up with a sign about a talk. Who, who is we, I wonder? Who is we? See, she sounds we is like. We the, is, the, is, the, is in her yeah. case, it's like, it's yeah. like a club. Uh, and it, it's okay. like a it's like a collective unconscious of the club refers to we. Yeah, I don't and, like that. And if she a couple of things she says, which is when how it was founded. She's again, it goes back to Ron Paul. It goes back to uh, fiscal responsibility. It goes back right. to taxation and right. the Federal Reserve. And it's got nothing to do with gay rights or abortion at all, at all, all right, at all. But that's not going to last. Topic that's off topic. We don't ask them to remove it, but most people around here, they're pretty cooperative. Well, let me bring Brian Fisher of the American Family Association into our discussion here from Mississippi. And Mr. Fisher, what issues have you pressed when you became involved in the Tea Party movement? Well, the American Family Association, part of why we got involved in this is we believe the country needs not only to be called back to constitutional government, not only back to fiscal responsibility, but also to the same cultural and social values that were embraced by the founders. What cultural and social values are you thinking of that were embraced by the founders, as you put it? They said that the first of the inalienable rights that was granted to us by the Creator is the right to life. So we believe sanctity of life has got to be central to any genuinely conservative movement, belief in a Creator, and to defending natural marriage and resisting the homosexual... Uh, what? <laughs> what? He doesn't waste any time. He goes right to it, doesn't he? And the it, funny thing is she <laughs> fights him a little bit by by making the claim, which I, which I agree with, which is that it's not a conservative movement. The Tea Party movement is a, is a libertarian movement. And every time they poll the Tea Party people about who should be the next president, they always pick Ron Paul. And the major media, including PBS, always pushes that to the side. Uh, it's unbelievable. So, they, so, well, the, sorry. so NPR is in it with these guys. To, totally. To, marginalize the Tea Party movement and screw them over with these idiots who come in to, to just bring in divisive issues that will bust any, any you bring a guy like that into any organization and he's going to just bust it up. He's, he's there to bust it up. He's like, a, he's like a union goon who goes in there and, and starts cracking skulls of scabs. And he, and he went straight to it. No oh, pussy yeah. footing around. He, and he, it just gets worse and worse as you listen to this. That's right. Yeah, uh, Tea Party bunch of anti-homo people. Yeah. Well, let me ask you both, what kinds of discussions have there been? And let's grant that this is a very wide nationwide movement with lots of voices, but what kinds of discussions have you followed or been involved in on this question of how deeply involved in social issues the Tea Party movement should be? Well, here in Waco, and I know most of the national groups, we don't touch on the social issues. And the reason that we don't is because right now the Tea Party is about the economy. And while the social issues on a personal level are important to a lot of our our members, 
we stay away from those issues because they're so divisive. We believe that there's our other groups and we applaud them. And when people ask about pro-life issues, we send them over to Pro-Life Waco or some of the other groups. Or if it's a gun issue, we send them to NRA or Gun Owners of America. We keep it about the taxes and the spending and the overreach of the government. Brian Fisher, the American Family Association, what do you make of that? Well, I like what Toby is saying, that as a leader in the Tea Party movement, they support those values, and that's what we think is important. The thing that concerns us is if you have leaders in the Tea Party movement. No, I didn't say it at all. No, she didn't say that at all. Let's listen she to says that if somebody that, brings it up, she she shuffles them off to some other organization. That yeah, they and he says, deal he with says the there. opposite. Reach of the government. Brian Fisher, the American Family Association, what do you make of that? Well, I like what Toby is saying, that as a leader in the Tea Party movement, they support those values, and that's what we think is important. The thing that concerns us is if you have leaders... That's an amazing bit of NLP right there. That is that is exactly the way you want to handle this type of situation if you're trying to indoctrinate the masses. Yeah, this is co-opting. This that's is classic totally, totally. Marxist-style co-opting yeah I, I i love what you're saying there you're absolutely right what i did what <laughs> exactly what, what? what? the tea party movement that start rejecting those views that's the thing that would concern us because then you no longer have a holistic conservative view and i suppose if the tea party were in some way to affect the composition of congress in this november's election um you would not necessarily be able to claim a mandate for your issues would you well it depends you know the people that are providing the grassroots energy for the tea party movement they are social conservatives. If they start getting a signal from leaders in the Tea Party movement or from Republicans or conservatives in Congress that they are going to reject those issues, they're going to reject those values, then the Tea Party movement is going to lose a lot of its energy because most of it is supplied by people who are not just physical conservatives but social conservatives as well. The social conservatives. Wow. There's no evidence of that, by no, the none, way. None whatsoever. This, is, this actually makes my stomach churn. Yeah. It's really. Do we have to listen to more of this jabroni? No, no. We can put it put it back, but then we have rest. to go to part two. Okay. What's First, part we two? have to examine a situation that already happened when you had these guys, these people, these uh, social conservatives who don't don't give a flying. Now, now social conservative means uh, male female marriage, no fags. It means no gays, no no gay marriage. Uh, gays are, are it's a high, it's, they're highly is, religious. Is it, it only about gays, or is there more to it? It tends to be more. It tends to be, <laughs> is it just a gay thing? A little preoccupied with gays. Yeah, uh, it really. <sighs> but okay. There, it's, it's about. Wait, uh, can I just make a prediction, John? Guaranteed. Pedo Bear linked to Tea Party. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. In fact, you we. Might have my prediction. I, I, th- I think we have to bust up this faux tea party thing and people have to dress up as pedo bear and start walking around in the in the tea party rallies that 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 will end it real quick that yeah. will end it oh no seriously think about it it's a great well, you it's just a great gave way them to an idea <laughs> no but this is a great way to end the whole stupid co-opted tea party thing it's just have well, pedo getting, bears it, walking it's not around. completely co-opted yet but they're not fighting back very well no, they're not. Because it's almost, you know, it's that same thing. You know, well, yeah, how can you be this way without being that way? Uh, you know, libertarians, uh, generally speaking, uh, aren't aren't very good at being libertarians. They're they're just kind of passive. Right. I mean, Ron Paul is very good about it. He comes out and says the CIA took over the country. He says we got to do this, we got to do that. He's very outspoken. But most of them, you know, get, get cowed by these conservatives uh, who are pushing, uh, you know, their agenda. All right, what's part two? Okay, let's go back. Now, here's what happened in 1109. 
the Tea Party, uh, the co-opted Tea Party with people like Dick Army and Sarah Palin and the talk show guys. I'm going to also include Mark Levin and a few other people in this group. Tom? And I'd, I'd say Limbaugh, too. Oh, okay. Uh, they are all, you know, were kind of flabbergasted by the appearance of the Tea Party, and then they went out of their way to turn it into a conservative movement as opposed to a anti-tax libertarian movement right, right, uh, right. headed by Ron Paul. You never hear Ron Paul's name mentioned. Ever again. No, you never hear it mentioned on Limbaugh. You oh, never no, hear of course not. By Mark Levin. You never no. hear it mentioned by Hannity, ever. No. Uh, once, except as a nutcase. Hannity, I uh, remember listening to him one time on one of his talk shows when somebody brought up the Bilderbergers. He basically hung up on the guy. He's never yeah, heard of him. Never it's heard. Like, I had no idea what that is. Yeah. So anyway, so back in 1109, they, there was a Democrat that could, it was a Democrat, New York 23. It's a congressional district run, owned by the Republicans. This is a Republican district. And so the Republicans were going to run this Didi Skozafava, uh, I think is her name, last name, S-C-O-Z-A-F-A-V-A, uh, who was a shoe-in to win the, the spot. But the Tea Party guys took it amongst themselves because she's a liberal Republican, and you can't have that. So we, 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 we give them bad names, Rhino. Republican in name only. You're not really a Republican because you don't follow the checklist that us conservatives have put out for you to check off. So they decided to dig up this guy, Doug Hoffman, a, a kind of a, you know, a, a, an extreme loser. And, they, and Dick Army, the Tea Party, the co-opted Tea Party led by Sarah Palin, the talk show guys, every one of these guys pushed this guy in over like Maybe she shouldn't have won because you can't pronounce her name. But... <laughs> They they got her out to and they get so they could run against this this Democrat in a Republican uh, congressional area that had never been Democratic. I don't think for a hundred years the Democrat won. Right. So that these all these guys come off saying, well, you know, it wasn't because of this guy was a nutcase or anything else. Uh, we actually consider this a victory. And, and they made all these arguments. There's all these articles written during the era of this period with Dick Army and all these other guys talking about what a, vic, what a great victory it was because it shows that they were powerful enough to oust the regular Republican, I guess, and, and give the seat to the Democrat. I mean, whose side are you on? Yeah, really. Good win, guys. So now they've turned against Karl Rove, who's pointed this out. And on almost every talk show, they have Rove saying, this is crazy to run this woman, this woman in Delaware. All right, get to it, John, because you're losing me. Okay. Well, anyway, so they've, they've, the Tea Party has placed about 10 people in these key, in key areas that were given to the Republicans, Senate seats that should go to the Republicans. They've ousted the, the obvious person that would win under all circumstances and put in some Tea Party person, including complete crackpots like this woman in Delaware who made the public statement that masturbation is adultery. <laughs> She's a No, no, that's only I, if you use your left hand. She's a religious crazy person who. Yeah. Da. Come back. Or they got what? rid of him. They don't want to win. I lost you. This is this the whole thing is a disaster. All right. All right, we're back. Yeah, I lost you for a second. Okay, whole thing the whole is a thing disaster. is a disaster. They obviously they don't want to win. Now they've turned on Carl Rove, their you know the genius, and it, the whole thing has been co-opted by these screwballs, and it all stems back to this operation out of Sacramento called the Tea Party Express, which okay. is another co-opting operation. Are we going to play these Dick Army clips now? Play the Dick Army clip one. Uh, the Dick Army went on the John Stewart show. I think he was hammered. <laughs> 
good. He's the same <laughs> age exactly as Nancy Pelosi, but he sounded hammered to me. But this little bit at the beginning kind of got to me. And just tell everyone who Dick Army is. Dick Army is a former heavy-duty politico that, that's one of these guys that's taken over the Tea Party, as though it was his. He is an old uh, head of the uh, uh, Republican Party at uh, House of Representatives out of Texas for years and years and years, and now he's claiming to be this Tea Party guy. And he's, he's the same age as Nancy Pelosi. Sounds like he's 100 years old here because I think he's hammered. But just listen to this. He's got a new book out called The Tea Party Manifesto or something like that. Just yeah. listen to this little little gotcha in this thing. Uh, I want to talk about this is uh, give us uh, liberty. Give us liberty. And it is uh, a manifesto, which a little close you know, to Karl yeah. Marx. There. I wasn't oh, really happy yeah. about that. I understand. Karl yeah. Marx, I heard it. He says it sounds like Karl Marx, and then Army says I wasn't really happy about that. Wait a minute. Well, who wrote Isn't it? Isn't this your book? Yeah, who wrote it? Hmm. I wasn't real happy about it. Well, then huh. why did you let it go on? What, 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 who wrote this thing then? Yeah. So, so I thought, immediately got suspicious. Okay. And then I, the rest of this thing, they never talked about anything. This was a, one of the worst interviews Stewart ever did. And this guy, just to play clip two, and you'll just see the guy sounds like he's in the, in the, he's in the, in the can. I mean, the guy is two sheets to the wind, three but sheets. But it starts with uh, what appears to be an arithmetic formula. Lower taxes plus less government equals more freedom. Absolutely. That is the, uh, that is the, the thing there. Now, uh, it would lead me to believe that for maximum freedom, you would want no taxes and no government. How close am I to what no, you no, want? I mean, actually, you're, you're really bordering on the edge of what is called the army curve, because there is a question, and it's being addressed in debate across the world. Right. Uh, and Isn't that the Laffer curve? The lower no, no, the, lower the, the, the Laffer curve is kind of old-fashioned. Oh. This is like real good stuff. Oh, okay, the army yeah, curve. That's new. Fair enough. It's got a better name. Yeah. Army. No, there's no laughing at the army curve. No. But at any rate, uh... Damn. Anyway, it goes Damn. on like that. There's no point made. He's just kind of slurring his way through the whole interview. Wow. Uh, the Tea Party Express, by the way, seems to me to be a pro-war operation run out of, uh, Sacramento, they, uh, most of the guys are somehow involved in some way, shape, or form. There's a good article in Salon Magazine about this in promoting the Iraq War. So including running... Running photos of how calm things look now in Baghdad that turned out to be pictures in, taken inside of Istanbul. So let, let's helicopter it up for a second, John. What is the point? To what end all of this? Is this a, a reboot of the Republican Party? Is this a just sent, just put some more in there in the mix? I mean, it's all clearly run all by the same people. There's no difference. It's to between... keep the Democrats in power, right? Which really doesn't make any difference because it's all the same people anyway. Well, it is to, the, to some point, but at the not other... Not really. I don't think so. Not really. Well, it is when, when they have both houses of Congress and they can just do whatever they want and they come up with cap and trade. You don't think that has something to, that, that that's important? Of course not. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying at the end and of so the day... And so if you're a Republican no for cap and trade, what's your best bet? Keep the Democrats in. Right, 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 right. Ugh. Ugh. Before, uh, off the tea party. Yeah. So um, uh, two articles about Haiti, which, uh, again, if, uh, if you watch CNN and Fox and MSM, uh, CNBC and MSNBC and ABC and uh, all of the entertainment that they deliver to you, you won't hear any of this. And uh, this was predicted from the moment the earthquake hit. And, of course, uh, 
Uh, I'm a firm believer that this was a created earthquake, and I have some stuff about that in the second part of the show. Uh, This is from Mother Jones, which I always hold in relatively high regard. Uh, They have a whole article, which you can find in the show notes at noagendashow.com, and uh, the title of it is Hades Disaster Capitalists Swoop In. Here it is. This is exactly what we talked about. Um, And the whole article is how uh, Haitians who are in tent camps are being uh, thrown off of privately owned land while businesses eager to slurp up the spoils of disaster are swooping in to score major paydays by moving the refugees to new camps, some set to operate as industrial work zones, and no (laughs) one is stopping it. I like the term. Industrial work zone. It's really no, good. No, industrial ca- or a disaster capitalist. Disaster capitalist. Well, and here... has a show title. And here... And he, ooh, very good. And here's a, uh, a fine example. This is from the Globe and Mail. An Argentine energy and agribusiness entrepreneur on Monday announced plans with a Haiti-based business group to build a 240-room business hotel in the earthquake-ravaged Haitian capital. Yay! The project for Haiti's first airport hotel, scheduled to break ground in Port-au-Prince by the end of the year and completed in 18 months, will be the first big new investment in the hospitality sector since the January 12th earthquake that killed up to 300,000 people in the poor Caribbean nation. It's beautiful. So the project brings together Argentine businessman Rolando Gonzalez Bunster whose Basic Energy Limited, ooh, do you think he's an oil guy, uh, is a major player in Dominican Republic's power sector and the Win Group, run by the Mevs family, which operates the biggest private cargo shipping terminal and industrial park in Haiti. Fantastic. Hmm. It's, it's fantastic. I love it. So there it is. The planned seven-story hotel was being designed by Florida-based OBM International would have conference facilities to accommodate up to 400 people. Great. And they're looking for financing from multilateral lenders like the World Bank's International Finance Corporation and the Inter-American Development Bank. This is exactly what we predicted, John. The only thing that's missing is the sign Clinton, Inc., yeah, we haven't seen Clinton come in. He'll be back in the He's sneaking in the back door on this deal. Well, it does say there were no immediate plans to ask a major hotel brand to run the hotel, but project leaders did not rule out future discussions. Hilton. Yeah. So there you go. It's uh, it's exactly, you know, they, they flipped on the earthquake machine. They ruined this country. And then the oil companies, the energy companies move in, build great hotels. It's going to rock. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And uh, if this is the type of information you like receiving, we need your help because uh, when we need to pay bills and we're pretty much doing this, I'm doing this full time now. So let's do one more clip before we go into our pitch. Okay. I want to keep it on this side of the nutty part of the show. (laughs) So there's a rumor that uh, John Kerry is going to be a new secretary of state. Oh, which, of course, makes total sense because Hillary Clinton has to run for the president. And Hillary was saying some weird stuff the other day. And Dick Morris on one of these shows, I think it may have been Hannity or something. I have this clip where he actually discusses this. And we, of course, have have brought this up since day one. We've been talking about this for years that Hillary's going to only do this temporarily so she can get make her. She she only has one shot at becoming president. And that is in 2014. 
because she after that she's just too old. I mean, she's too old well, already. Wait, 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 2014. What about 2012? I mean, 2012. Yeah. Okay. I got my dates all screwed up. Yeah. In 2012. 2012 is your last shot because then after that it's going to be. It's not. It's no, not going to work. And she's going to be out of the limelight, and this is going to be. This is it. This is the. This is the perfect setup. She's. She's. Uh, she's in touch with all the world leaders. She is the. She's always in the Oval Office with Obama. You know, we know he's going to quit. That's obvious. He's going to quit. I'm like, oh, well, I did well, my then job. Said, there's a bunch of interesting memes coming out about that, too. The Daily Mail just ran an article, which we'll have sh- links to in the show notes. I saw that about Carla Bruni. Apparently, Bruni's written a tell-all book, and she had a conversation with uh, Mrs. Obama, and uh, she said she hates being the first lady. Of she course. She says it's miserable. It's, it's horrible. horrible. you got to be geared for that job. Yeah, you don't, you don't get to cook your own meals. You yeah, have a you chef. don't get to do anything. No. There's people around all the time. You can't hang out with your friends. You have to run off to Spain, and then you still have Secret Service. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. It's just horrible. You got that big <laughs> seven forty seven. She yeah. dropped like two million dollars on that trip to Spain. Most yeah. of the taxpayers' money. Yeah, it's all right. She, Somebody, they, she doesn't buy jet fuel. Let me tell you right they, now. They got a hundred million dollars now. The Obamas. They're hugely wealthy. They're yeah. wealthy. They're rich. 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 I tell you. Good job, Barack. You did it. Let's go. Fuck off. Okay. So Dick Morris has uh, got a little commentary here we'll listen to. Close, right? Oh, intimate. Okay. She invited, wait, 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 wait. She invited wait, me to the wedding. Let me. But there was powder on the outside of the envelope. Oh, so, so you didn't open the yeah. invitation. Okay. You would have been wound up in the bottom of the Hudson River. All right. A few months ago, she made a comment on the economy from her perch as Secretary of State, saying, look, a bad economy is hurting America all over the world. Now she's made another comment about it. Full tape. Our rising debt levels poses a national security threat, and it poses a national security threat in two ways. Um, It undermines our capacity to act uh, in our own interests, and it uh, does constrain us where uh, constraint may be undesirable, Uh, and it also... What does that mean? Where constraint doesn't mean anything. It's just gobbledygook. Sends a message of weakness internationally. Now that comes one day, one day after Barack Obama announces a five hundred billion dollar stimulus spending bill that would ratchet up the debt even further. Accident? No, no, no accident at all. It's it's nothing she does is an accident about that. This, I believe, is the opening size shot, the first shot in the Democratic primary of twenty twenty. That's not to say it's certain that she'll run, but it is to say that she's moving in that direction. If Obama gets massacred on election day, which I think his people will, I think it's going to... I like that phrase, too. Massacred. That's nice. If he'll get massacred. It's like shades of Bobby Kennedy there. ...be the biggest drought you can imagine. And if that sends his poll numbers cascading downwards, then I think there will, in fact, be a spontaneous grassroots Democratic demand for new leadership. So a primary challenge and like Ted Kennedy well did that. to Jimmy Carter. That would be bloody, though. Well, oh. more, more like what Bobby did to Lyndon Johnson. Yeah, Bobby Kennedy, yeah. Lyndon Johnson in the, 68. Uh, the right. Ted Kennedy fight was not as much motivated by feeling that Carter was failing as by feeling that he was too centrist, which is hard to believe now. But, um, but I think that there's a real chance of that happening. I said that very early on. And as I said on your show last time, we both know, Bill, that her sense of integrity and loyalty would preclude a candidacy. No, come on, Barnes. You see cheap shots that you're taking at the it's woman. Stop cheap. it. That's Stop a very it. If shot. she decides <laughs> okay. to challenge. Hmm? So uh, Morris always does have to get a cheap shot in. 
Uh, everybody's predicting it, so we're not the only ones on this bandwagon. Uh, except we talked about it, uh, what, a year ago? No, I, I think over two years ago. Unbelievable. But when she first got that job, we knew it was a stepping stone. Yeah. She had to stay in, the, in, you know, she was better off. You know, for one thing, she had to get out of the Senate because the longer you stay in the Senate, the least you're, you're that's why Obama you, yeah. got in. Because yeah. the Senate is a, is a national voting record that people can point to, uh, as opposed to if you're a governor, you know, that you, you could have saved the state. And they don't really, you know, dissect your voting record so much because it doesn't have a, an effect on anybody but the locals. And uh, so you can have a situation like uh, uh, Romney, for example. You, nobody knows what his voting record is, except that he did health care or something like that in Massachusetts. Now, how, uh, how, do, how does this lead into our pitch? Uh, it, what it leads into is that uh, I don't think it does. Well, thanks. I had a nice setup, and then you take us off the track with more Fox crap. I don't want to hear that. Well, I just wanted people to know that we're. This is the kind of things that we follow. Yeah, we we follow about twenty point. things, and Hillary's one of them. And if you need to follow Hillary, you you could do worse than listening to us. <laughs> All right, let's thank some people who have uh, supported our show. This is uh, unlike the national treasures around the world, which are public broadcasters, or as we call it here. Oh, boy. I can see my uh, connection is breaking up here. Hold on a second. Yeah. Am I back? Are you back, John? Yeah, you're back now. Okay. Who's downloading? No, everyone's gone. I don't know what's going on. It's been wonky all morning. Uh, so unlike the national public radio or public broadcast system, which are purely commercial, just roll out commercials and and call it support. And still uh, ask for your money. And still have the gonads to ask for your cash. Uh, we only survive on one type of funding, and that is from the people who listen to the show, the people who put the show together, and the people. And, and it's open source, which means you can take our our brand, our names, you can create websites, do whatever you want, anything at all that you can think of to uh, help uh, uh, help us pay bills and help us promote the show. Yeah, Support. very important. I mean, if you don't have more people listening, we, we, we get stuck in a, in a zone that we don't want to be in. Yeah, Let's like, start. Uh, like, uh, like poverty. <laughs> right, we don't want to be... No, right. we don't want to be this in poverty. This is what we do. We have enough people that we do, get a lot, we do get support. We get lots of it. And we'd like to thank everybody who gives us the $5 subscription support, the, the 3333 uh, subscriptions, the $30 a month lucky donations, and the rest of it. But, we, but it has to be continuous because every, you know, these shows go on and we do, twice, we do a lot of hours of programming. And, the, and anyone who commutes obviously finds value in the show because you, got, you can listen to something interesting. Well, let's thank a few people, including right off the bat. John Smith, or actually Sir John Smith from Alpharetta, Georgia, decided to uh, uh, donate another $100 saying, I guess being born on Constitution Day left me somewhat predisposed to being no-agenda listener, card-carrying libertarian all-around crackpot. That said, happy Constitution Day, and can I get a birthday jingle as I turn 43 on 917? We'll do that shortly. Wait a minute, and this is for who? Uh, John Smith. Okay, no, he's on the list. Good. We'll do that in a second. Yes. Uh, John Little, who also gave the, he gave two donations, and uh, this one's for a hundred. So I guess he wanted to be uh, mentioned in this segment. McGee, Mississippi, he says my second hundred dollar donation, and I would love to become a knight. Can I do it by donating a hundred bucks when I can? If so, should I do my own accounting? Yes, yes, and yes, and that's what. <laughs> yes, we do have the numbers on our spreadsheets and in our records, but you do the accounting, we check it, so we don't as as opposed to us having to plow through all this stuff out of the blue. And if you, when you get to a thousand, let us know. 
Uh, Eden Anderson, Oakland, California, seventy three thirty seven. Um, That's Leet. Hus- it's Leet. Isn't Leet. That Leet. It's Leet for Elite. Leet. Oh, Leet. It's cool. Yeah. Leet. A little hacksaw, ladies and Here gentlemen. There you go, everybody. Yeah. My husband, Ten Halsey, is a big No Agenda fan. He is oft, oft. Hmm. Ooh, that's an old-fashioned old use of the, the house, Repeating your jingles and chuckling to himself. <laughs> this is what happens with our jingles. <laughs> I think you should get some help. <laughs> His 37th birthday is this Sunday, and hence the 7337 donation. Can you wish him a happy birthday during your September 19th show? Thanks. Yeah, we'll do that. No. This is the, David uh, Dolson, Houston. Texas or Houston, Texas, as we were in New York City, sixty six, sixty six. Please wish a special sixteenth birthday to Tamara Davis on the sixteenth, and good karma birthdays to me, David, on the nineteenth. We both enjoy the show. You're getting. A, I think everyone's going to get a call out today. Yeah, everyone gets. Tam it today. especially enjoys the catchy jingles. Another jingle lover. Here we go. This part waking up is fluoride in my cup. That's one of our catchy jingles. Tony. Anthony, Tony uh, Everett, uh, Teague Gardens, New South Wales, Australia. Thanks to John, I'm now on my way to knighthood <laughs> to buy my name back. <laughs> Loving the show. Two double nickels on the dime. Right. Uh, Steve Biro, London, Ontario. Biro, Biro. Biro. De- uh, he's 50 double nickels on the dime. Please de douche me. I'm calling out. You've been de douched. He's calling out Steve Quinton as a douchebag. Douchebag. For not having yet donated. In the morning. Uh, in the morning. Mm-hmm. Andrew Epperson, Portland, Oregon, 5252. Donation from the hottie with the crippled body. Please deduce. He says deduce. Deduce. (laughs) Deduce. Andrew Epperson. You've been deduced. I always always like it when people uh, who are crippled make fun of themselves like that. He's in, he's in I, a, he has a multiple sclerosis. The hot uh, with the crippled which body. Which is terrible, no, by I, the way. But I, yeah, of course it's terrible, but I love it when it has that kind of humor. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a good he's guy. He's a good guy, yeah. Uh, and he's been de-douched. Douche. Yes. I can't, now I can't say it because of this word, douche. <laughs> Deuce. He's been deduced. He's been deduced. Uh, by the way, people who just listen to the show for the first time and they hear all these jingles and this stuff, you know, after a while, you'll love it. Yeah, it just take, takes a while to get used to. It's kind like, of like first it's in the Jim Rome talking about sports. They got all this jargon that's only that's just in their world. It's like eating Marmite, or worse. <laughs> Kevin Alcock, Christchurch, New Zealand, uh, talking about Marmite. Well, that'd be Vegemite. Sorry, a little different. Fifty-one twenty-nine one-time donation. Uh, Anthony Benson, Ride talking about Vegemite. Ride, New South Wales. Fifty-one eleven. Uh, he's Tony Benson, hailing from Quakers Hill in Sydney, an earthquake machine capital of the world. We're currently shipping a machine out to Adams Crackpot Tower, and here you are. Here's your pre-warning for the next little jolt. <laughs> yeah, I really hate listening to your conspiracy theories and think your opinions are crazy, and that's why I can't wait for the next show. Yeah, we have those types. Greg Stone, of course, uh, knighthood uh, uh, on his way to knighthood. Uh, Chris Slowinski, Sherwood Park, Alberta, Canada, $50, and that's our uh, donors for this week. Okay, let's uh, do the birthdays here for a second. It's your birthday, birthday, on no agenda. Okay, I think I got him covered, John. Uh, Sir John Smith turns 43 on the 17th. Eden Anderson says happy birthday to Ted Halsey, turns 37 on the 19th. 
David Dolson says happy birthday to Tamara Davis, turning 16 today, and he celebrates his own birthday on the 19th. Tanya Foster wants to wish her husband Jeff a very happy birthday. And uh, let's see, we got David. Yeah, that's it, everybody. Happy birthday from your friends here at No Agenda. It's your birthday, yeah. And we need to uh, do a couple of uh, nights. Yeah, let me here, get Joe. mine. Yeah, that's yours, all right. Mm-hmm. Okay, could we please have Scott Denny step forward and Neil Sleeve? Scott, you have been chosen as a. Night in the Order of the Mint, due to your purchase of a No Agenda Challenge coin at noagendafans.com. Therefore, we proudly and solemnly bring you into the roundtable by pronouncing the Sir Scott Denny, Knight in the Order of the Mint of the No Agenda Roundtable. Please come on over to the roundtable. Enjoy your hookers and blow. And then we have, uh, let's pull out the, the long one, the longer swords for this one, John. Yeah, that looks good. Okay. See Chase McCarthy step up to the plates and kneel, sleeve. You too, just like all other knights, shall soon receive the coveted no agenda in the morning night ring. Yes, they are real and they are being made. But not until we have knighted thee, thanks to your donation of at least $1,000. We now dub thee Sir C. Chase McCarthy, Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. Hookers and Blow, here for you. There you go. Wow. Okay, thanks everybody for your support. Uh, Dvorak.org slash NA. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, it's what keeps the show going. I'm telling you right now, it's, it, Paul Couture is keeping a lot of the show going. Yeah, Paul Couture is our uh, patron yeah. of the year. Um, he's he's really making it happen. So it's like uh, noagendashow.com. You can go there and go to channeldvorak.com slash NA or dvorak.org slash NA and take a look at our current offers. There's a few new ones on there. And, uh, you know, get a $5 subscription, if nothing else. We actually are are kind of stagnant with the $5 subscriptions. It's kind of annoying. We get, we're being supported by these big donors. And, it's, uh, yeah, and that's what long-term is really going to work. Yeah, we'd like to get some more of those, and that would be better. Because you know, uh, not big, better, but yeah. just it would be a good thing yeah, because big, then we could big, fall back big, on it. Big Summertime donors, was very slow. Yeah, big donors die off eventually, literally, like they just die. Well, they also. Hey, by the way, if you're if you're thinking of dying, uh, put us in your will. That'll work too. Yeah, that's what PBS is doing now. I oh, really? Some, oh, that's yeah. a good one. That's PBS. I, that's our local thing has got, uh, and they have these people. They I got to get a couple of clips of this. They got these people. You know, I, we have no children, <laughs> and. Uh, PBS or PBS, we, we've given all our money to them. Yeah, well, that's what you should do. Only give it to us. Because that would help. That would really help us. My God. Yeah, because we're not getting anything from the Koch brothers. No. <laughs> okay, so John, so I read this article in Wired, which actually Engadget uh, posted. It. They just stole the reporting, basically. Didn't even link to Wired. That's oh, really? You're supposed to link. Yeah, they, I can't find a link anywhere. Hmm. About uh, DARPA. The department, uh, was it uh, Defense? Advanced, yes, the Research and Development research, of yeah, the yeah, Defense yeah. Department. Uh, about coming up with some kind of mm, system that will remote control soldiers' minds. Oh, good. Yeah, so that uh, it, so it kind of like 
it stimulates the brain circuits so that uh, if it's like if you're uh, in 130 degree heat in the desert, you'll feel nice and cool and you won't mind until uh, you drop. Yeah. So uh, I start looking around and it was actually there's a do you remember the band Killing Joke? No. Okay, so they had a, a hit in like 86 called Love Like Blood. And uh, they've, they've been around for a long, long time. I think British band. And they're coming out with a new album. So I read this. Someone sent me this article uh, about this band. And I really didn't realize that their lyrics, even back in, in 86, were very anti-New World Order, hit them in the mouth type stuff. And, you know, at the time, I was, of course, completely mind control myself and living in the hits. And uh, so, they, so I'm reading through all these songs, and they got some pretty amazing lyrics. Yeah, the, uh, a lot of the music is crap to listen to, unfortunately. But at the very end, he mentions this thing called the Gwen Towers. Have you ever heard of the Gwen Towers, G-W-E-N? It rings a bell. So this was, uh, I think... Is, it, is that the group, is that the uh, weather control system? Well, this the Gwen Towers, it stands for ground... Uh, Hold on a second. It's the, uh, I think it's Ground Wireless Emergency Network. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's a radio system. And these were towers that were set up in, uh, I think, the 90s. And there's 200 of them stretched across the United States. And uh, they're at uh, between 350 and 500 feet. And they broadcast at about 400 megahertz. Some of them at a much lower frequency, but that, of course, is you know what the whole uh, conspiracy is about. But I'm, I've really started reading about these, and um, so there's a lot of uh, research that has gone into these towers. That uh, not only do they possibly work with HARP to uh, control weather, and there's this this fabulous. Uh, I mean, there's just there's too much. Document well documented. Uh, yeah, there's too much documented about this to even go into it on the show. We'll be talking about it for uh, you know for an hour. Uh, but how um, in the atmosphere above us, like in in clouds and uh, the condensation in the air, there's actually rivers of water streaming above us. Does that make any sense? What I'm saying? Well, if you want to uh, look at the uh, Unisys, this would be the search you want. It's called, I think it's Unisys Purdue, University of Purdue, Unisys Purdue Satellite. Mm-hmm. And they have one uh, satellite that looks at, it's called the water vapor. Right, And right. it is, looks like, it's not like a river by any means, but it's, it's, it's the, the concentration of water in the atmosphere. But, it, is but very apparently, easy it, it, apparently it does flow in certain directions. And yeah, no, you can see it wriggling around. They have a 12-hour loop you can put on, right. and you can see it going, right. but it's all over the place. Right. No, no, it's all over the world. So the hypothesis is that these types of systems uh, can be uh, flipped on and ramped up, and then it can just rain like an MF forever and ever, like in Pakistan. Anyway, so that's not why I get to this, because now I'm reading about how uh, these frequencies... Are you going to do, do this subliminal stuff anymore in the show? Because I, I object to it. What do you mean subliminal stuff? Like in Pakistan. <laughs> I didn't do it subliminal. You, you were rapping on one thing, then you just uh, dropped uh, in, like well, in Pakistan. All right, Pakistan. All right. I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do, do yeah, it I don't like want that. you to do stuff. They send me $100. I don't uh, want you to ah! do stuff like that. Don't need to know what you Okay, so but what's interesting about this, and this comes right into the, the digital TV converter boxes, and at these frequencies between 400 and 450 megahertz, particularly 435 and 450, and also the 
uh, and it it uh, cooperates with the 60 hertz cycle that we have in our power. Remember, in Gitmo Nation East, they use 50 cycles. It's all for different reasons, but the 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 the, the bottom line is they can use this vast uh, ELF system and and these antennas are huge by the way and they're disguised as trees and church towers and all kinds of weird things and yes indeed they can start to put subliminal messages into your mind because your your mind is nothing more than uh you know a frequency based device that uh that is in tune with stuff like the the Schumann resonance of the earth which is 7.8 uh hertz and it's really amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm, I think I'm like going to move Pakistan. off. I think I'm going to move off of harp and into this Gwen stuff. Because, <laughs> yeah, I think you should because it's all over the country. It's here. These these. Gwen I'm getting towers. a message now. So anyway, so the Gwen towers, they cooperate completely with miniature nanotechnology. That is, they used to put stuff into your teeth, like when they cap your teeth. You know, that's when they'd put the little receiver in. Now they're doing. Now they're putting it in the vaccines, and it's it's nanotechnology. This is why they're ramping up the vaccines because then they can use harp and they can use Gwen and it and they and and of course add the fluoridation in your water and they can completely control your mood. They can you know get, this is why no one complains about anything, John, because we literally are getting these. We are receiving these signals. From the the three G bro- towers, when I broken, then is that the deal? No, the good. No, this is why I said. How come I, we're not? Because I am at eight hundred and fifty feet. I'm above the tower. See, these towers don't read. They they they're ground waves. They go five hundred feet and below. So as long as I stay up here at the tower, I'm okay. And I'm drinking. I'm on top of a hill. You think it's a five hundred foot hill? You think that's the reason I'm safe? Yeah, you're much safer that way. And you don't drink the water. You don't drink fluoridated water, do you? I don't know. I generally I drink uh, carbonated water from Italy. Right. You don't drink tap water, right? I mean, generally, no. I do no, in a restaurant. No, of course that. Will, well, that. I mean, a little bit of fluoride won't hurt you. But uh, I've got double osmos, double reversed osmosis filtration system here. I'm not drinking the freaking water. You crazy? So that's that's why we're all uppity, slave. So that <laughs> so that would bring us right into the science is in. There is a huge push for the vaccines once again. I mean, just undeniable. And of course, this is early. Did you see the? Did you see the photo that uh, Grummet got? Of yeah. The the, oh, it's it's the no no. It was called um, high high dose flu vaccine for yeah. seniors. I thought it was a double or oh, double dose. No, it it's double it's quadruple. I checked. It. I looked at the CDC website. Why, why would the seniors need it to, to kill need you to... off? To kill you quicker? <laughs> of course. No. Here's here's the list. So first of all, CNN comes out with popular people get the flu first because, you know, you're popular. Because they're kissing everybody. Yeah, you're hey. kissing everybody. Exactly. So that's why popular people, you've got to lead the pack and you've got to go and you've got to get your flu shot. And then, of course, because you're popular, everybody's going to follow you. The CDC is back and they have and they have their their complete ACIP recommendations for the influenza vaccine the flu shot this year will include h1n1 vaccine from last year it's probably the same crap they just threw it in there and they are indeed saying that old people 65 and over so you're lucky john under the wire that old people will have to get the high dose flu vaccine which is four times the amount four times i tell you pregnant women urged to get flu shots hold on a second wait a minute 
You're telling me that the H1N1 is in the shot? Yes. How can that be? <laughs> Last year, they told us specifically that you couldn't mix them, and you had to take the H1N1 shot twice. No, it's not. now it's just mixed right in there. It's all perfect. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, really? And, now, and they're pushing the whooping cough vaccine as well, uh, which, by the way, is called pertussis. So don't be pertussis. confused. Sorry, pertussis. So, yes. don't, so don't be confused when it's the same thing. And then in the Gitmo Nation East, of course, they're ramping it up there as well. Uh, doctors warn over homeopathic, quote, vaccines. Homeopaths are offering alternative vaccinations, which doctors say could leave patients vulnerable to potential fatal diseases. So if you take some homeopathic medicine, which is not a vaccine, but it's just some herbs... Uh, but they call it a vaccine now. Like, well, are, are they injecting the no, herbs? No, of course into- not. Of course not. This well, is, then how this is it? Is, any, how, this is bull crap. Well, this is the BBC, the Ministry of Truth at work. But I, there is... A, you know, if, these, if this medical establishment would be honest with the public instead of trying to bamboozle everybody with a bunch of dishonest campaigns, I don't think they'd have the problems that they're running into. Seattle Times reports flu shots should be mandatory for healthcare workers. According to a policy statement issued recently by the American Academy of Pediatrics, so they're pushing that shit again. It's unbelievable. It was the same stories last year. They, this is a re. It's a they took the same repeat. playbook, same script. Yep, exactly from last season, and they're running the same the same bogus stories. Yep. Uh, and in the course, the news media doesn't pick up on the fact that some editor some editor can't look at the story and say, "Didn't didn't they do this last year? The exact same thing? <laughs> Shouldn't we mention that?" So no, there is bother. there is a little bit of hope, and I really thought this was beautiful. Just to have a end this little segment on a on a positive note. There's a in Brazil, Indiana, a little mom and pop pharmacy, which of course will soon soon be out of business. I, I predict a, a Molotov cocktail or something like that. I just love this old geezer. Cades, a Wabash Valley pharmacy has supplied flu vaccine to the public. But this year, you'll have to look elsewhere for it. News 10's Kate Green explains why this one pharmacist rejects the shot, while others have it well stocked. You can spot these signs for shots just about anywhere, but you won't see a sign or even a shot here. Lynn's Pharmacy is saying no to the flu vaccine this year after supplying the public with it for more than 20 years. I just have some reservations about how effective the flu vaccine really is in keeping people getting the flu. Last year's flu frustration left him with doubts about the vaccine. For everybody to be taking it at random and to be mandated by the government of the state or your workplace to take it, I have issues with that. He says his issues also stem from the World Health Organization and the CDC's relationship with the vaccine manufacturers. They're very close to the uh, vaccine manufacturers and friendships sometimes tend to cloud judgments. Lynn says he's concerned about the high dosage for seniors this year. The dosage is four times greater than normal because seniors' immunity is known to wear off a couple months after the flu vaccine. I don't know if there's going to be more side effects, more flu-like symptoms, more results from the shots. But most other pharmacies and health departments say the flu shot is one of the best preventative measures you can take. Just really trying to get the education out on the flu precautions, um, encouraging people to get their flu shot, you know, as soon as they can. 
can. Lynn says he thinks people in the high-risk groups should get a shot, but not those who are seemingly healthy. This is my gut feeling. I don't have any proof. I wish I did one way or the other, but I'm not doing it. In the Wabash Valley with photojournalist Nick... No, notice how he didn't say that. Notice how he didn't say, I think, uh, people uh, in high-risk groups should get shots. Notice how the reporter said that. And he said, I don't think this is a good idea. Oh, go back and play that again. Yeah, listen. Listen, listen, listen. Here it is. Things people in the high... Oh, a little bit back for Here we go. Encouraging people to get their flu shot, you know, as soon as they can. Lynn says he thinks people in the high-risk groups should get a shot, but not those who are seemingly healthy. This is my gut feeling. I don't have any proof. I wish I did one way or the other, but I'm not doing it. In the Wabash... He says, he's, in fact, I'm not doing it. I'm not giving out shots. And she just fucking lies and says, uh, he's a, uh, you know, high-risk group should get their shot. She lied right there in the report. Well, we don't know that for a fact. But, well, but then why didn't she put his state, his soundbite no, in that he said that? Generally speaking, on 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 television, as a television reporter, you you take the direct quotes from the yeah. person. Yeah. Now, now the thing that she did take, which was a kind of a detrimental quote, was, "Well, I don't have any proof of nothing. I'm yeah. just guessing. I'm just stupid. I'm and just an old geezer." Yeah. Exactly. So uh, it was a biased report, but you know, yeah. geez, unbelievable. All right. Hey, uh, quick. Uh, Quick ditty here on uh, the oil cabal. Two things. One important piece of news. Uh, so news has now come out that the U.S. Department of Homeland Security has been spying on people who don't like gas drilling and handing that data to the oil companies. Well, really? Oh, yes. Documents from the Pennsylvania Office of Homeland Security have uh, come out and uh, links to it in the show notes. No agenda show dot com. Uh, they have been uh, tracking at least traffic to websites, so you can bet that they've been looking at us. Yeah, but you know, if they want to look at us, they can listen to the show. They can. Well, and by well, the way, they can start their own website. The show. Yeah, donate. Donate, you guys. Talk yeah. to you oil companies. Yeah. Douchebags. The local state homeland security director James Power said the oil companies needed to have all the data because there have been five to ten incidents of vandalism around the state related to the natural gas industry. So, you know, this is critical infrastructure. So we had to give them the data on these people who have been posting messages on oh, websites. I like the rationale. It's yeah. Good. Critical infrastructure. I love these guys. Yeah. So let me tell you one thing. Uh, you know that uh, I have plenty of people inside the oil cabal who do listen to the show um although yeah you're right they should donate some of them i think donate um uh, anonymously uh, because they they get a big kick out of us uh, talking about them um within the next two to three weeks you can expect another oil disaster so that means another accident is coming you heard it here first on no agenda write it down in your little notebook john hold on because this is from the date uh, today today's the 16th 16th yeah because it's from uh it's from from sources, and this will help uh, us determine if our sources are correct. Um, I think there's a possibility. You said what? Two weeks? Three weeks? Within three weeks. So three th- there's a possibility that it could be the North Sea, which I think would be amazing. Now you've probably seen on C-SPAN, John. Um, I don't know if you've been watching, but I have. Uh, BP talking about blowout preventers on their yeah. de- on their deep sea drilling in the North Sea. So it could could be the North Sea. I think they're going to target Norway. I'm going to put that as my prediction. Norway could be Norway is good because they're not in the European Union. Those yeah, slaves, so you can they, screw they, them yeah, those over. slaves need to be taught a lesson. And they've got tons of oil in Norway. Um, however, I caught this little ditty and listen to this. I think this is um, crap. What was this? This was the 
morning show. Well, let's listen to the it. Impacts, though, may come in the form. This, this is the weather report. Listen to the anchor as he comes back and throws out a ministry of truth. And the weatherman is actually caught off guard and then remembers the script. It's, oh, 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 yeah, uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Impacts, though, may come in the form of rip currents, and that could be a problem for folks trying to get to the beaches. Back to you. Hey, Alex, really quickly, tell us about this cyclone fear to the south of Cuba. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. What? The cyclone, this fear of this storm that's organizing south of Cuba that's a cyclone that could start messing around. Now, now I want, so, have you heard anything about a cyclone fear, John? Have you heard anything about a cyclone? No, I haven't heard anything about a cyclone. So, so this guy says, hey, 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 you weatherman, you, you forgot to tell us about this. Remember, the cy- cyclone, cy- cyclone, you got the memo, the cyclone, Cycl- in, in, in Cuba, Cuba, oil, cyclone. Cyclone, fear to the south of Cuba. I'm what? sorry, I didn't hear you. What? The cyclone, this fear of this storm that's organizing south of Cuba, that's a cyclone that could start messing around with things in the Gulf. Right, yes. There's actually an area of disturbed weather, as you mentioned there, in the Caribbean. It's actually not really forming just yet. It's really getting... It actually doesn't exist just yet. It's actually fake. Trying to get its act together. Should bring quite heavy rain to some of those areas. We'll keep monitoring it. It may have a run on the Yucatan, so heading towards Mexico. And eventually, and we're talking about by the weekend, maybe getting into the southern Gulf of Mexico, but plenty of time to watch that. All right, Alex. So, so a thing that doesn't exist that he can't show on the map, the cyclone, he already knows what direction it's going to go. I mean, please. That to me is the... Well, there is a tropical storm that was, that was I guess, is what they're talking about. A cyclone? About. Please. A cyclone is a cyclone. <laughs> a cyclone. It's not like a little weather disturbance that could cause some rain. Th- that, was a, that was a total weather modification in- injection. Whatever it was, it was, I, hear it was just, I just think it was incompetent boneheads. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it, Norway seems to be a target to me. Yeah, I agree because actually... Um, uh, I'm putting this on the prediction. I'm just going to uh, fine-tune the prediction and add Norway. <laughs> fine-tune. JCD yeah, adds uh, uh, Norway. Norway. Okay. Hey, uh, uh, so it's been a couple months uh, after... Uh, Spain was given not just the World Cup win, but the Tour de France win, and they won something else. They won a whole bunch of things uh, to keep the slaves quiet and tell them to shut up. But it's wearing off. General strike September 29th in Gitmo Nation castanets. So uh, it's all over now. Well, it worked for a while. Yeah, for a while. It worked for a while. Well, but I, yeah, well, once you find you can't afford the bread... You know, we can't eat. Who cares about the World Cup? We can't eat. And uh, the Commonwealth Games will be held in uh, Gitmo Nation Curry this year, which is India, in uh, in New Delhi. And uh, they're throwing the beggars off the streets to clean it all up. Well, that's going to take a while. Uh, let me see if I can. Uh, I got I got a report here. This is pretty funny. Because it's like all messed up. There's mosquitoes. There's cesspools. You know, the whole place is one big poop pit, which it looks like. Used as medical facilities at the Games Village. Well, another day and another mess at the Commonwealth Games preparation. What is the Commonwealth Games? Is that another scam? No, the Commonwealth Games have been around for a long time. They began as an alternative to the Olympics. But you had to be in the British Empire. Mm. 
Okay, let's hear how this is going. Is that bad planning or what? Bad planning. The village is open from today, but the first athletes aren't due there for another week. Yesterday's heavy rain forced a temporary stop to the mosquito eradication program. 78 new cases of dengue fever have been dengue fever, it's all in reported, and there are now more ponds for the disease-carrying mosquitoes to breed in. All the other venues have now been declared ready to open. While they may be functional, at this stage they're certainly not beautiful. Authorities want a clean look around the city and have started a campaign to get rid of beggars so visitors don't see them. And actually, they're pulling people up off the street who have, like, broken legs and, you know, and are crippled, and they're throwing them into buses. Like, clean up, <laughs> let's clean up the street, get rid of them crippled slaves. Send them to Mumbai. Yeah, get rid of them crippled slaves, get rid of them. Ah, it's just beautiful. In our own Gitmo Nation, um, this, was a, this was really great. What is ICE for, John? What is their job? Well, I've always wondered, but there seemed to be, like, the INS, well, but it's the enforcement arm yes. or something. Well, ICE stands for Immigration and Customs Enforcement. And I thought yeah. they were INS as well. But uh, they've been uh, doing very important work as uh, SHI, a new acronym for you, Homeland Security Investigation Special Agents in New Orleans have redoubled their efforts to enforce counterfeiting laws and have, have, have recently seized fake sports merchandise and other counterfeit consumer products from city vendors. Working with investigators for the NFL and other professional sports leagues, ICE HSI special agents, along with officers, officers from U.S. Customs and Border Protection, and local law enforcement have investigated multiple vendors and seized more than 1,400 counterfeit hats, T-shirts, and jerseys worth approximately $210,000. We're doing important work. And, John, catch this. 477 counterfeit Duracell batteries. Oh, no. <laughs> counterfeit Duracell batteries. Who goes through the trouble of counterfeiting batteries? <laughs> That's re- <laughs> what kind of market is that? <laughs> what kind of bonehead is Listen to this. That's a good idea. Counterfeit NASCAR and John Deere merchandise. Oh, yes. I can't wait to buy me a John Deere hat. <laughs> a counterfeit. So, so, so what, this is what Homeland Security is doing? I would like somebody to put up a website showing all the enforcement agencies that are out there that can actually you know, bust into your place. We have so many law enforcement agencies that are just overlapping each other. I'm surprised they're not killing each other more often. Yeah, they should be shooting each other, right? Now, the marshals that we talked about, because there's a new show coming up, which makes no sense, uh, or there's just called The Chase on NBC. Yeah. Uh, it's just some woman chasing people, and that's about right, we it. Talk, we talked about that, right? We got a couple of right. We have a clip. We had a clip. We got a couple of notes from people saying, "Look, actually, we have some marshals that listen to the show apparently and like it." Yeah, and, and yeah, like our show a lot, and are going to get us free cars at the next auction. We're trying to get some cars. Yeah, that'd be a good deal. <laughs> anyway, so the marshals apparently uh, are is another weird operation. They one of the jobs that they are assigned apparently, which was what what the show is about, is to chase fugitives around who apparently no other enforcement agency can catch. It's like the last. It's like the last. It's like a, it's like a, a collection agency. Yeah. Nobody can get your money. You know, so they said, okay, what are we going to do? Long shot. Give it to the collection agency, and then they'll, they'll take half of it and if they can get any money at all. And so the, apparently the, the marshals are given this assignment. 
who who produces Dark Blue? It's a show on TNT. It's another cop show. I haven't seen uh, Dark Blue's. In, I think is a new show, isn't it? Yeah. So fairly, so, fairly so, so someone sent me a clip, and I'm convinced that whoever's producing that show listens to No Agenda. Uh, I could give it away. I only give away half. There's two. Two of our memes are in this one clip. Well, actually, three if you include bad acting. Uh, <laughs> one is. Um, List, turning on your cell phone by remote to listen into your conversation. But then right on the heels of that, I, I can't even tell you. I want you to listen to the clip. Write a memo. You said we had ears on this. Ears? A wire. How are we supposed to hear what they're talking about? This is Agent Kevin Phillips. Could you patch me in the monster to our cell phone? To hear that, Agent Brother Phillips, can you patch me into the cell phone? So he's like, yeah, no problem. We'll, ju- we'll just flip on the guy's cell phone. No problem. We'll do that. Can you be a bit more specific about uh, it works? I'm sorry, but that's for paying customers only. But it's a good system. Not even- it's a good system. The Mexican manufacturers have thought of it. Let me think about it. Please don't. I'll give you my card. Give me a call if you're interested. How'd you do that? Wire room is tapped into Sitar's cell phone. We can activate it without Sitar knowing and use the cell phone microphone as a bug. Okay, so we got that one, right? We got yeah. the, We can tap into the cell phone without him knowing, use the cell phone microphone as a listening device. Now listen to what happens in the next 20 seconds. Slick. Online security, bro. We got James Bond Tech and the Patriot Act. What more do you need? You totally should have done it. I don't know. What's it called again? A what? A bejazzle. I am telling you, you cannot just get a Brazilian anymore. It looks boring. So what, they stick jewels around it? Swarovski crystals? I don't get it. So is that, is that like a joke towards us? They go from listening in on your cell phone to vejazzling in, we in, wish. in one clip? <laughs> uh, well, that's amazing. Somebody, I mean, they, I think they have the same sources, and well, a lot of writers do listen to this this material. Hell yeah! Uh, but let me give let me mention something to people. You have, and I have, we've all had uh, opportunities to listen in on somebody's cell phone when they've accidentally butt dialed us. Oh yeah, love it. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, all you hear is <laughs> you can't hear anything. No. <laughs> It's in their pocket, it's in their shirt, it's in their jacket. The cell phone's not usually sitting in the middle of the conference table. Yeah, yeah, you can't even hear that. Hey, what about this kid, Luke Angel? Did you read about this? From Gitmo Nation East? He sent an angry email to the White House. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he got banned from the country. (laughs) No U.S. visit for you, slave. And he called the president a prick. (laughs) Hey, hey, you can't call the president a prick. That, that, you can't have no First Amendment That's rights. That's threatening. That's threatening. What, are you going to prick him? What does that mean? You prick? You can't call a prick. And then they, like, busted down his door. Oh, I didn't know that part. They busted down his door? Well, I don't know if they busted it down, but they came to his house. <sighs> <laughs> Do you think that... Uh, forget it. It's, it's just... Is an outrage. Oh, I, I blogged it, and I had a bunch of these uh, apologists. You don't really believe that President Obama personally did that? No, not at all. You know, this, these guys. Dateline. Arkansas. Cabot lunchrooms going high-tech in schools all over the state. 
Cabot, I guess it's Cabot, or Cabot, what do you think it is? C-A-B-O-T. Probably Cabot if it's Cabot. down there. Yeah. Is the most recent school to put Meal Tracker into action. Meal Tracker. What could it be, John? Meal Tracker. That's interesting. Well, Meal Tracker is very good. See, the kids need more time to eat, and they need to move through the lunch line quickly. Get those slaves, you know, nice and... And used to moving through the line quickly. Director of Food Services Aaron Wilkes says every student has a meal tracker account. So all you have to do, you don't, you don't have to pay with cash. All you have to do is just have the meal tracker system scan your fingerprint. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Meal tracker. That's creepy. Yeah. So you just put your finger on and, bzz, and, uh, and of course, uh, on the Facebook page, one mother says, I like the idea. I hope Oh, there's always it, some idiot yeah, mom. I hope they'll put it in all elementary schools. When my daughter was in kindergarten, her, her, this is great English, her and another little girl had similar names. And a lot of times that little girl ended up using my daughter's lunch account. That would prevent the mix-up. So I'm all for it. That's right. I'm a good slave mother. Damn. And I, I want to put out an alert Meal to the, uh, well, here comes the train. No. I get. I want to put out an alert to the people who go, who do no agenda entertainment and uh, TV and all the rest of these sites that uh, yeah. recommend movies. Yeah, Ch- uh, Charlie Chaplin's Modern Times. Put that on the list. Okay, Charlie Chaplin's Modern Times. Speaking of trains, John. All aboard! Trains good, planes bad. Woo-hoo. Well, why don't we do trains good first? <clears throat> The governor of California, Arnold Schwarzenegger, was checking out China's high-speed rail in oh, Shanghai. Junk it, junk it alert, junk it, junk it. Yeah, he's, stand, he's right next to the bullet train going, it's very good. This is very good. Uh, looks like uh, the uh, Japan is readying loans for California's high-speed rail, which now, by the way, the press is no longer talking about several billion. No, now it's $46 billion. Well, wait a minute. How did it go up? I don't know. That's it's a, magic. It's, it's just why magic. Why does that happen? I don't know. It's magic. It was, it was first it was uh, $8 billion, and now they're talking about the cost to be uh, $46 billion, and it's going to run through Gilroy, John. It's going oh, to run right through Gilroy. What? Is it going to stop in Gilroy? No, no. You'll have to just jump on real quick. It'll slow down. No, it's, it's not uh, going to stop in Gilroy. Why is it going it through Gilroy? It says train will run through Gilroy. I can, I can look at the whole article for you. As expected, California High Speed Rail Authority reaffirmed its decision to send bullet trains shooting over Pache- Pacheco Pass. Pacheco. Pacheco Pass Pacheco. through Gilroy, foregoing an alternate route over the Altamont Pass. Oh, here it is. Expect to begin full operations in 2020. The I'm sorry, $45 billion 800-mile system is slated to have routes from Sacramento to San Diego and to the Bay Area with a stop in Gilroy. There you go. Transporting Why? passengers. Dude, pick up the slaves. There's nobody in Gilroy. <laughs> oh, there's got to be some slaves we can pick up. Pick up some slaves there. It's good. That's very, oh, you know what it is? Yeah. Gilroy is a big agricultural center. They got already. Oh, they're going to pick up the, 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 the. For the freight. When the they change freight. it over, they exactly. want to have everything ready. You know, they got to make the thing sound like something else, of course. I mean, yeah. we, for people who just started listening to the show, this is what we believe. And I think it's obvious that they're just, this is all a scam to get the, the bit, the track beds rebuilt on the taxpayer's dime. So Warren Buffett and these others who run freight trains can have better uh, track beds and More they can freight. run their freight faster exactly. and they can have bullet train freight train. I mean, most of the traffic through the channel is freight. Yep, freight. Well, what do you think our slaves are? We're just freight. 
Yeah, but they're not, they don't really want to move. Nobody's going to take the train to L.A. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. I, I will take it once. But am I going to pay too much? It's going to be it's going to be slower and more expensive. Why would I take it? So for those of you who are new to the program, we have identified that uh, massive PR firm, one of the biggest and most successful ones in the world, Hill and Knowlton, are the PR firm for the U.S. High Speed Rail Association. And uh, Robert Leather, slave from Manchester, Gitmo Nation East, says, hey, you know, did you know Hill and Knowlton has a Facebook uh, account? And uh, I'm thinking maybe I should uh, go post messages like a co-intel uh, initiative by posting messages on their Facebook, things like, quote, hey, great job on the Playboy Centerfold story, guys. She couldn't have done that on the train. And I think it's a very good idea. <laughs> we should just we should just keep, you know, just just pounding them, pounding there, just telling them how great they are, that they're really doing a good job, Hill and Knowlton. So they've uh, forced some new uh, fantastic uh, anti-plane memes into uh, into the consciousness here from Fox News. Hundreds of U.S. pilots treated for drug abuse and psychiatric disorders review fines. That's <laughs> right. That one. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. S- serious psychiatric and medical <laughs> oh conditions. Oh, my God. I don't want to fly in- with a in- drone. Yeah, including schizophrenia, attempted suicide, sexual deviance, alcoholism, and drug abuse. Oh, my goodness. So that's from the Harvard Review, I guess. Um, in Gitmo Nation Lowlands... Police pull drunk pilot from plane. That's right. Yeah, he he probably had too much to drink the night before. And we're still a little bit in his... And how do they come up with that? Interesting. Uh, but this is the one that really... I like, the, I like the imagery, though. They pulled him from the plane. You just imagine him being dragged... Yeah, dragged out. With his, feet, with his legs and feet dangling. Yeah, exactly. Um, I found this... Uh, so there was the USA Today had uh, <laughs> had the news. Dateline Washington: Commercial aviation remains the top target for terrorists who are likely to try again to use an easily hidden bomb to blow up an airplane, according to a report released Friday by former leaders of the 9/11 Commission. This obviously caught my attention. I'm like the former the former leaders of the 9-11 Commission have released a report, and so I have it. Uh, And this comes from an outfit known as the Bipartisan Policy Center. John, have you ever heard of the Bipartisan Policy Center? Yeah, I have, as a matter of fact. Uh, I saw them on C-SPAN once, and they it's like like these guys did the 9-11 report, and they decided to make a business out of it. Well, unfortunately, the website, which is at bipartisanpolicy.org, uh, does report uh, who's in the, uh, the policy center, but not how they're funded or any of that. And, of course, if you look at, uh, if you look at About, which I'll do right now, uh, you'll see Bob Dole, George Mitchell, Howard Baker, Tom Daschle. These are the founders. Yeah. And then uh, board of directors. Let me see. Who do we have? Oh, a lot of PR guys. We have, uh, let's see. We have um, media consultants, senior military fellows, director of transportation advocacy. This is one of those think tanks, I think you call it, right? Well, it's not really. I mean, it, it, it. Yeah, it's supposed to be a think tank of some sort, but uh, 
Well, anyway, so so this report, uh, you know what? If you and I sat down and said, let's write the funniest thing we can think of, we still wouldn't have come up with this. It is a 44-page report. It is linked in the show notes under Ministry of Truth at noagendashow.com. And, and you just have to read it. It, 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 will, it. Just a few choice passages. Executive summary. Al-Qaeda and allied groups continue to pose a threat to the United States. Although it is less severe than the catastrophic proportions of a 9-11-like attack, the threat today is more complex and more diverse than at any time over the past nine years. Al-Qaeda, or its allies, continue to have the capacity to kill dozens or even hundreds of Americans in a single attack. A key shift in the past couple of years is the increasingly prominent role in planning and operations that U.S. citizens and residents have played in the leadership of Al-Qaeda and aligned groups and the higher numbers of Americans attaching themselves to these groups. Another development is the increasing diversification of the types of U.S.-based jihadist militants and the groups with which those militants have affiliated. Indeed, these jihadists do not fit any particular ethnic, economic, educational, or social profile. It could be your neighbor, slave! That's this just, report... This yeah, you're right. This pretty summary. Hard. Yeah, well, there's, this report is really weird. It's almost written like it was written by a reporter or something. Let me... One, one section says the new threat... Yeah. Mom, oh. I'm in Somalia. Don't worry about me. I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, what, what is... I mean, this is very... This is like not even... Uh, you remember that report that we both have on the drug... Uh, that was actually produced by our operation, one of our uh, government operations, that the, the very elaborate uh, information on the drug trade that showed great detail on everything going, which way it was going, where it was coming from, and it was just extremely well-researched. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, with, with, with numbers and weight and everything. Yeah, they had yeah. everything. It was, it was actually pretty scarily researched. This is a piece of crap. No, it's, it's total conjecture. Yeah. But but it's forty four no pages of it in here whatsoever. It's forty four pages of it, and all they're saying is basically they're saying a terrorist could be your neighbor. That, that's, anecdotes, yeah, bullcrap information, phony anecdotes, uh, suppositions. There's no there's no, there's no real research being done here. This is just a bunch of strung together factoids uh, with a sketchy conclusion. Right, but it's I, amazing when you see something like this compared to that that drug report. Right, but but I but I just want to go back to the USA Today piece. So this is what people read. They read this USA Today article, and it's like, well, we're screwed. We're just screwed. It's like Al Qaeda's everywhere. Because the USA Today condenses it into, you know, like yeah, into a bite. 300 words. The idea that the American people have this threat is fading into the past is just flat wrong, says Hamilton, a former Indiana congressman. What's he, is, is he a member of the bipartisan policy group? It's assholes, all of them. I hate this. I really, really hate this. Being scared into submission. I'd rather you just turn on the, the Gwen machines the antenna array and just subdue me then give me this crap this is insulting anyone who can click on a link and read the report will feel insulted it's just crazy it's really 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 annoying that they so do how do this. you feel about it really it's really 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 annoying 
What is this hurricane thing I have? Hold on, what is this? In the morning, John and Adam. Hey, this is a fan that's been a douchebag for a long time. I was just calling to tell you I was having a couple of beers with a couple of dudes the other day. They worked for some big old company. I can't remember the name, but it was probably something like General Dynamics or something. Anyway, I was talking to him, and I said to this one guy, he was sitting there smoking a cigar, and I was like, hey, fella. And he was like, yes. And I said, hey, mister, uh, I know you guys are all out there just busting up them hurricanes, you know, steering them around, trying to keep them away from the United States. And he goes, oh, no, man, we're out there sprinkling stuff on them so that they dissipate. And I was thinking to myself, why are they dissipating hurricanes? That's creepy. So anyway, I thought I would just tell you that and then also give you some money. In the morning, hit him in the mouth, whatever. <laughs> that guy's good. No, he's not that good. No, I like, I like that voice. I like that delivery. I like that. So, so uh, that's what people send us, man. So I'm sure that happened. I'm sure. I'm sure the guys. The guys the guys said possible. that. Yeah, of course he did. What did they dump on the hurricanes that would do any good? Who? Well, then just who knows? What do we know? We really know nothing. Ah, oh, ah, oh, oh, my brain. We do know one thing: that yeah. according to research, that women are more likely to buy into <laughs> the <laughs> global warming. <laughs> yes. I read that too. I read that. That is so funny. <laughs> yeah. How insulting it is that to women generally? It's pretty bad. A little, little bit of foots before we go? Uh, might as well. Yeah. This, is, this was just kind of interesting because uh, I think I told you that a foots uh, washed up on one of the aisles in the, the north of Holland. It was a um, right foot including a sock and a shoe. And uh, so the officials called the English manufacturer of the shoe, and the manufacturer said, hey, that's funny, because uh, we just had uh, another person call up about the left shoe, <laughs> the same manufacturer uh, that, uh, that showed up somewhere on the British coast. Hmm. Maybe the shoe thing has shifted uh, shifted continents. I think it's everywhere. The foot. Well, it could be. We haven't gotten any reports from South America. We don't have that many contacts down there. Yeah. Uh, it could be. I, I, you know, I know. I haven't heard it anyplace else in California. It's always up in the Pacific Northwest, and it's only really played a lot uh, on the news by the Canadians. The, right. the Washingtonians. The, once in a while, when it washes up in Washington, one of the feet. Uh, foots. 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 One of the foots washes up. Uh, it gets some play, but you know, I, I don't know. It's well, weird. I, I just bring it up. I want people to stay on it because this foot's thing. Yeah, if you see or hear a report of a foot <laughs> washing up on shore, yeah, let us know. Or in the sewer system or anything. Just a foot. Usually, the, it's usually the what is it? The left foot generally. No, I don't think it matters. It, I, well, up north, it was always the same side of the body. I just find it interesting that the right foot showed up in uh, in Holland and the left foot showed up in uh, in in England. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be even cooler if it's a foot with a with a scram bracelet. Now you're talking. That that, that would be good. Then we'd really know. Uh, let me see. Epic. What is epic? Epic. I don't is, know what uh, is epic. Nah, epic is uh, there's some kind of. Uh, well, they filed for a Freedom of Information Act, and they've actually filed a lawsuit against the NSA. Because the agency failed to respond to their Freedom of Information Act request for documents about, quote, information assurance partnership with Google. 
This is the thing we've been talking about. The CIA can't get the NSA to respond to them. How are you going to? Well, Epic's uh, suing him, so I think that's well, good, good news. Good luck with that. That's good news. I got a thing you can play just to liven things up to yeah. make things funnier. Yeah. <laughs> this is, you, you, all, you know, C-SPAN has all these different call-in shows, and the Republican nutballs call in, and the Democrat nutballs call in. But I love this guy. He's an insane Democrat who keeps telling the person to listen. 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 Hear me now. Uh, which clip is it? This is insane Democrat. Listen, he says. <laughs> that would be the one. St. Louis, Missouri. Tony, Democratic line, you're next. Yes, good morning. Uh, listen, I, I'm, I may vote uh, Republican if uh, they weren't uh, trying to legitimize their insanities all the time, okay? But, uh, you know, listen, Democrats, <laughs> I mean, that's all I've heard is Democrats are going to lose this year. They're going to have a hard time. If we need to get anything done in this country, Democrats, listen up. All we have to do is give them 63 seats in the Senate, okay? Forget the 60. Get 63 because we have to allow for Lincoln and uh, 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 Nebraska people and, you know, people who just aren't going to vote with our, uh, with the Democratic Party anyway. Uh, But another thing is, Levada, I mean, uh, listen, Harry (laughs) Reid has done uh, a great job for this country. He's really... You know what this guy's been doing? He's been doing too much listening. Listen, this is exactly, I just never heard a person use it that much. It's pretty bad. Been good for America, so don't let them lose that, okay? Does he throw in a let me be clear anywhere, or is it all just No, listen? it's just listen. listen. Hey, get out there. Hey, listen. Slave, listen. Don't, don't wait for uh, the, um, the the Democrats to organize for you. All right, Tony, Tony let, let me leave it there, and Jennifer Duffy, turn to you no, about uh, his prediction for the Senate. By the way, this woman uh, who is doing... She she would she would just cut people off and say, well, let me leave it there. It's a really good trick for people who do uh, this call. Yeah, stuff. let me leave it there. Yeah, let me leave it let there. Me, let me leave and it then there. you just kill the call. Just, just drop this them. guy. Had nothing to say. Yeah, um, slave Rob sent. Uh, did you see this, John, about uh, Obamacare? Did you see that note? Uh, not that I recall. This but to I mean, me was the find of the week, and I want to give him a shout out. So in the health care reform bill, remember we talked about this, uh, that uh, anything over $600, you'd have, if you're a small business, you'd have to fill out a 1099. We talked about this ad nauseum almost. Yes, I actually made it ad nauseum. Okay, so d- just recap the problem with that, and I'll tell you what's in, this, in the bill, which well, I apparently, missed. I don't even know, was it 600 or 500 whatever it was, there's a, uh, there was a... Uh, a it's in the health care bill that you have to file 1090. You know, normally, you file 1099 for an employee or someone that's a contractor that you know, you'd give $20,000, $30,000 to. But they want, you to, they want small businesses. So if you buy, like a, you know, a couple, you buy 10 reams of paper from uh, Office Max, you have, to write a te- you have to fill out a 1099 for the government. You have, basically, for all the purchases that you did and, and all the relationships that you have, you have to have a 1099 uh, uh, tax trail on all of it, for, which is just a, a burdensome. Uh, it's just so it's incredibly burdensome. They're trying to actually get this removed from the health care. Ah, well, guess what? And I have the link here at IRS.gov. IRS Commissioner Douglas Shulman has some good news for us, John. I quote, we plan to use our administrative authority, which means I guess they can change stuff that is in this bill. To exempt from this new requirement business transactions conducted using payment cards such as credit and debit cards. Cashless society. That is a good catch. Cashless society. That's what it's all about. 
cashless society. Great job, Rob. Great yeah, job. That's a good catch. I love that. Yeah, that, yeah. We definitely want to get. Uh, and there was a bunch of memes about that recently. Uh, you know, they're trying to get the school kids. We just talked about that earlier. To not have cash, they have to use these cards. Everyone's using because once you get the cash out of the system, so there's no cash anymore. Then you you got control of the of the public. I mean, you can you know you you what 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 is your net worth? You know, it's, it can be uh, changed at any moment. Nothing. You got no money. You got no money. You never have any money. You got no money. You got no. Luckily, there's so many Chinese in this country that came over recently that only will do stuff with cash. And there's a lot of all cash businesses out there that resist this to an extreme. That it's it's really a number of years away. But this is a good example of of, you know slipping it in. And then what are we? What are we? What are we? I don't know. Slaves. You think? We're over time. we got to get out of here. Yeah, we're done. Uh, Dvorak.org slash NA. Please help us out with your support. Uh, and we're looking c- out for you. Yeah, we're trying. We're just trying to give you some information. Yeah, or at least, yeah, you, at least you get some entertainment value out of the fact that you're being screwed over. <laughs> I didn't even tell you that the French have horrible sex. <laughs> BBC French survey reports sex misery for most couples. I thought those guys knew how to do it. They know how to look good. (laughs) (laughs) We don't get any. We got like one guy, Fabrice, is our only French supporter. Yeah. And he's bitching all the time, too. He's always complaining. He's always complaining. Yeah. Safely located 500 feet above the Gwen Antenna Arrays here in the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center. Not drinking the fluoride. Here in Gitmo Nation West, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where the sun's shining and uh, looks like it's going to rain in the next couple of days, which is really weird. So I guess they, somebody flipped the switch. I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Sunday for early morning service right here on No Agenda.